The Partners in Crime podcast is sponsored by Hey Sugar Shop. Visit Hey Sugar Shop at www.heysugarshop.com or join them on Twitter at Hey Sugar Shop. One bite and you'll be smitten. Hello? What's up, YPD Nation? It's your girl Kayla at Reality PD Bingo. And Donna at The Hick Life. Hey, Donna. How's your week been? Hey, Kayla. My week's been okay. How's y'all's going? Uh, Why are you talking like that? Because evidently, I have a way more Southern accent than you. (laughs) So... I guess I just better put it to good use so people see what a southern accent actually sounds like. Girl, we're trying to get more listeners, not lose them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had a little, you and I had a little disagreement because you, I think you sound more southern. You think I sound more southern. So we decided to put it to the people and the people yes, put it to me. Did. That's one way of putting it. Um, yeah. they you know, I don't think I, they understood that we did not want it to sound Southern. I think that they thought, oh, well, they they want to sound Southern. I don't think they understood that you and I were like in the background going, no. Um, I think I want, I would think I want to give them a little more credit because I think they know how um, we are from listening to us for the past almost six months. So, uh, we, so I I'm think justifying I, it. I'm justifying <laughs> it that way. They didn't understand. They well, didn't understand, Kayla. Okay, they didn't get it. They just well, didn't get it. They didn't pick up what we was putting down. Here's, here's my thing, though. You think we would know by now not to take our um, disagreements to Twitter? <laughs> to the street. We shouldn't take yeah. it to the street. We okay. shouldn't take it to the street because, um, in the end, you know, we have to live with the results. I'm happy yeah. with the results. I think, I think it validated me. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like 66, being right. 66, I know. I know. No, that is not true. 66% of people polled thought you had the thicker accent. So, mm-hmm. you know, that made, that made me a little happy. Well, I would like... <laughs> I would like to bring something up um, this week that we forgot to touch base on last week. And I am so embarrassed that we completely left out this little tidbit. Actually, it was a big tidbit from last weekend's show. And that was the special guest on last week's Live PD was Officer Zendejas from El Paso. And she did an amazing job. But I think we were just so hyped up on the fact that we were still salty that we got stiffed on our Saturday night episode that we completely overlooked the fact that she was in stick seat for the night and she did a great job. She really did. I was a little disappointed that they didn't let her speak more. Um, you know, I just, it's like the whole reason they're there is to, you know, answer questions and be a guest analyst or whatever that, you know, that, that seat is. I mean, she did get questions. They did give her a list of questions, but you're right. They do kind of sit there a lot. They're not really talking and participating as much as 
we'd like. And when they, do, when they do the questions, it's just a couple of them, and it's usually towards the end of the show. How about right. how about we stop bouncing from sidewalk drunk to sidewalk drunk and give the special guest, whoever it is at that time, a minute or two more throughout the entire show. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so why are they there if they're not going to get to interact with the other hosts or answer questions? Look, I know in a perfect world, we would be running live PD. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'd be producing that shit. You and I would be producing it, but I mean, so it was a major I, faux I mean, pas. It was a major faux pas on our part not to address was. that because she, we love her so much and she's our, you know, she's your friend and my friend in my head and, I feel really bad that we didn't address it, but we were still pretty, we were still pretty hungover with the saltiness. So, yeah. And I, and I was, and I was very happy. I called it. I said that she was going to do a, she was going to split it 50, 50 with the hair up and hair down because everybody loves her, her bun action. So they love her with, you know, her bun. And then she also likes to take pictures of when, you know, when she's off the job with her hair down. So I thought she was going to, it down the middle and I'm glad that she did so yeah um yeah she looked great and she did look great she looked really really great yeah so sorry Andrea that we, we skipped over you last week but girl we got nothing but love for you Mm-mm. there you go that's right we love you we love you girl Do all you right well let's just start talking about live PD and uh yeah. let's let's start with Friday night and Friday night we started with Gwinnett and Officer Baker but I mean this uh, scenario. It was a stolen vehicle that they pull over. And, um, the guy said that it was his girlfriend's car and -hmm. his girlfriend let him drive it. So they pull him out and then they pull the other guy out. And the other guy was very mouthy to officer Baker. The other guy was just running his mouth the whole time. And then officer Baker puts him in the back seat and then just absolutely lets him have it. When mm-hmm. we are conducting an investigation, you need to shut your mouth. You need to chill out. You need to be quiet and you need to let us do our job. And I was, I, I liked seeing that. Yeah, me too. He commanded that whole situation. Mm-hmm. That's the Marine in him. That's right. And you can tell, I mean, you can always tell somebody that's done, you know, time in the military when they've, mm-hmm. they, they have that military mentality and it was, he was like a drill sergeant. And that guy was like a little private just sitting there going, okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted to so go, was, hoorah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but anyway, he, the guy, the other guy was actually charged with driving a stolen vehicle. Mr. Malvey was not charged and he was let go. And that was the end of that one. And then we're going to head on over to El Paso where uh, Deputy Bermudez has uh there are some people in a parking lot doing drugs. I guess this is the complaint. And when he gets up there, you see him with, he's got a guy in custody that has the face of a bad decision maker. Let's just be clear. <laughs> because this dude yeah. is covered from the top of his knob to the bottom of his soles in tattoos. I mean, his whole face is covered in tattoos. Definitely a face only a mother could love. Or tattoo artist. Or, ta- or the tattoo other. artist, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so he was very, you know, something, he was just being questioned, and he got very defensive very quickly, and he wanted to speak to his lawyer. And 
he was drunk. He was under the influence. And he was... So what I really thought was funny is when he said, I want to speak to my lawyer, then Officer Deputy (laughs) Bermudez was like, all right, I'll let you call him right now. And then, of course, he doesn't have a lawyer to call. He doesn't have a phone number to call. I just thought it was funny. And then the dude just starts laughing. Uh, I mean, and then Officer Bermudez starts laughing, and the guy's like, something funny? Well, yeah, something's funny. The fact that you just said you wanted to call your lawyer, and he gives you the opportunity to do that, and as it turns out, you don't have a lawyer. You have a, Now, if you wanted to call your tattoo artist, I bet you would have known his number real quick. <laughs> the part I found funny was that the guy kept saying that everything was irrelevant. Giving his yeah. name was irrelevant. Showing him his ID was irrelevant. Telling him yeah. where he was going was irrelevant. Right. You know, the, the empty drug baggies, was everything was irrelevant. It everything was, just, was yes. Yeah. Every, that was the word of the night with this guy. Mm-hmm. Was, but... The thing, he was also going to let him go. He was going to let him go, get it, you know, be on his way. And the guy just kept running his mouth. So finally he got arrested. They just never learn. They just keep running their mouths. They really don't. What did did they arrest him for? Did you write down what the charge was? He was intoxicated. Yeah, it was public intoxication. So they told him, you know, well, now we're going to arrest you for public intoxication. And you'll get to go spend some time, you know, until you sober up. He'll he'll yeah. probably come out with a good a nice little jailhouse tattoo to match all his other ones. He probably will. <laughs> probably will. I wonder what it's going to be. I think it's going to be the word irrelevant. Well, that or a heart with the word mom scratched in the center. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's that's a popular jailhouse tattoo. That's the go to. That's mm-hmm. the go. That's the go to tattoo. Yeah. Uh. These people. I mean, I don't have anything against tattoos. You know, my son, as you know, is covered in tattoos. I have However, not I don't, I have I don't, And you do too, but I don't understand the face, the facial tattoos. Yeah, me Because then you're kind of limiting yourself in the whole employment thing. You know what I mean? Like, you're probably not going to be a Walmart greeter if you're covered in face tattoos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Something, something tells me that that guy wasn't, um, that imp- um, proper employment wasn't high on his list of priorities. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was hanging out in a storage unit, basically, that had used tires and empty meth baggies. Yeah. So he just lives for a living. That's it. He lives for a living. That's all he does. He survives. <laughs> he survives another day. Uh, yeah. So yeah, then that's one way to live. We're going to leave there and we're going to go to Pinal where there was a trailer fire. I mean, that thing was engulfed. Okay. Can I, can I just say something before we really get into this a whole fire thing? Yeah. Where has Deputy Ali Martinez been? I don't know. Was this, was this our first time seeing him? Because I would have remembered him. Um, I've never seen him. Uh, I did make a note to do a little delving into who is this <laughs> exactly see, do you, see this let me just tell you, he knows how to handle a water hose okay yeah. i was very <laughs> impressed at how he handles a water hose look this this goes back to what i said last week that i am noticing that each department is putting their eye their eye their yummiest eye candy on the lineup And I know that there are people out there that want to constantly say, you know, oh, you shouldn't be, you know, talking like that about officers. It's it's like, it's, 
we wouldn't have to talk about it if the producers of Live PD weren't requesting that they put their yummiest eye candy in the eye line, I mean, in the, the lineup. Each when department got, is doing it. Well, I mean, when you've got an agency referring to one of their officers as Officer Yummy Pants, I think we're good. I think it's okay if we talk about them. I think Wait it's perfectly acceptable. What was his name? Wasn't it Officer Yummy Pants? I'm. Just, I just wanted to make sure that I did hear that correctly because last week you, heard you said it. you heard you, me say you could not you, bring, you could not bring yourself to say Officer Yummy Pants, and you just said it twice. And so I that know, I said it, but the reason I said it is I'm just clarifying in defense of of, of you because I'm not the one guilty of this, but in defense of you, I will say that it is perfectly acceptable to to mm -hmm. to discuss the attractiveness of these officers. I, you know what? I, I agree because it's not like we are saying like, you know, like we're not catcalling them or anything. I saw, I saw a comment over the weekend for, um, officer yummy pants, who is Sergeant Curly for those who don't know. Mm -hmm. And this part, this account, I, I mean, I could not stop myself from laughing. It just kind of came out referred to or retweeted out to officer yummy pants that her ovaries exploded oh my yeah. lord I was Girl, like, no no but yeah. anyway there was this horrible fire and so what is his what was what, what's his name the officer's name deputy ali martinez okay so deputy martinez is helping what they're doing is they're trying to get the area saturated so the fire does not spread. So he was out there with the water hose doing that. But it was a, it was a complete loss. And I kept worried because she said she had an animal nearby the home, and I kept worried about where where is the animal. They moved it. Okay. They moved it. Okay. It, was, it was a pit bull. One of the neighbors um, took it into their yard that was further away from the fire. Here's what, here's what I thought looking at this scene, and that was I'm glad I don't live in um, Pinal. Me in the too. middle of the desert, because it took forever for that fire department to get to, get to that yep. house. I mean, that thing was a total loss. It burnt down to the ground. Um, and it took no time at all, which is, you know. Well, you know, I just kept wondering, don't they have a volunteer fire department? I mean, I live in the middle of nowhere, and we right around the corner, we have a volunteer fire department. They don't have a well, volunteer fire department? Even if they had a fire a volunteer fire department, out in the desert, people live so far away from each other and stuff. It takes, they have to get to the firehouse, then get in the firehouse truck, and then go to wherever the fire is. So I can see where if that was the case, that would be just as, I mean, I just, I mean, I guess you have to be a certain level of self-sufficient to live in those kind of conditions where I would expect yeah. you to um, if you're going to live that far away from any kind of, you know, um, emergency resources, getting to your location in a timely manner. But I liked how the, the neighbors and everything were trying to help the woman that had the house, yeah. possibly, you know, cause the, the house that had caught fire was abandoned. I mean, well, they, the people had moved out, so it was empty, um, right. but they were helping her, you know, they helped her, um, spray down her house and her, her property and, they helped with the dog. They took the dog somewhere. And then even the officer, because people were coming to watch, and the officer kept saying, you know, look, you guys need to go home. If this doesn't involve you, go. You know, don't crowd around here or whatever. And, right. um, 
you know, so, I mean, it was kind of like everybody working together. So, I mean, I, I did appreciate seeing that. So, yeah, it was, it was nice to see neighbors helping neighbors. Um, if you live in Pinal, I would suggest that you stock up on fire extinguishers. I mean, like maybe buy them by the buttload. Or maybe, or maybe <laughs> live in like a brick house or some kind of yeah. stone instead of, you know, basically like paper and wood. Or how about just read the little, three little pigs, just read the three little pigs <laughs> and know what is good. You know, good material to use to build a house. Well, the whole time I was watching this scene, all I kept thinking was the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. fire. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Thank God no one was hurt, though. I wasn't making light of the situation. It's just like that. Kayla would not have been singing that song if someone had been injured. No, I would not. She would not have. Okay, let's go. Oh, okay, so that ended there. And then we're going to go over tonight where a grandmotherly type lady <laughs> called the police because a heavyset lady cussed her out over a parking space. Mm-hmm. So this was something else. Now, you know, as soon as we see grandma, grandma's got some very feathery looking purple hair. And it's very attractive. I mean, it was a good look. I mean, to me, she looked exactly like a troll doll. Remember those little dolls? Yeah, she she reminds she the whole hair situation reminded me of a lavender Don King style. True. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, sticking straight up. She had her headband on. She had on her little sundress. She yeah. and you know, I referred to her as the sassy senior because she was full of just energy and sass, and she was just like I, they had to beat that whole story so many times i can't imagine being on the receiving end of someone saying the things that that the the white lady supposedly said to that elderly yeah, woman this, that was some pretty nasty racist disgusting stuff but she said that um as soon as she told her to call that she was calling the police she said she bent that corner quick she got in a car <laughs> and bent that corner quick i have never heard that before but i love it I love that terminology. Um, yes. The only part that I wrote down as to what the sassy senior said, because I, I just couldn't because there were so many beeps, is that the woman said, um, called the sassy senior an effing bitch and said, mm-hmm. you can't take my parking place. I'm white. I'm the only one who makes a difference. When right. I heard that, all I saw was red. Because I really dislike when people think that they are better than another person based on their race. So when I heard that someone actually said that in such a nasty way to an elderly woman over a parking space, I was like, come on. I, but the good thing is, is that late, that lady got her tag number. Yeah. So, and there were witnesses that said that the woman was obviously drunk. So I hope they marched their little, you know, booties yeah. down to, you know, wherever that woman lived and arrested her like they did last week with that other drunk driver. Yeah, I hope green- so too. That's uncalled for. And I don't understand the green light on the racism of, of late. And it makes me, me ill. Yeah, me so. either. But it was, it was funny that old lady, she was just like, oh, you are not going to talk to me like that. She was like, my grandkids <laughs> yeah. don't even talk to me like that. <laughs> well, I hope not. I hope nobody she, talks to you like that. I mean, she had that hand a going. She had that neck a swerving. I mean, she was not playing. So she good for was, her. She was something. I liked her. Me too. So then from there, <clears throat> we're going to go over to Green with Canine Lore. 
um, who hit. It was a vehicle search, and canine lore hit on an ashtray. And um, so what we see coming out of here is this person uh, that was pulled over evidently has some sort of gang affiliation because uh, he had gangsta postcards. And, you know, you ain't gangsta unless you got your own postcards. Uh, yeah, that I, that's the word on the street. I mean, one of them said, don't test the gangsta in me. And another one said, straight out of the 417. Yeah. Now, th- those that's kind of humorous or whatever, you know, stupid but humorous. But what I found interesting is that they said that the person who was detained had gang affiliation. And that mm-hmm. one of the gangs in the area of... Um, Missouri is the 417 honkies. Now, (laughs) wow, he had a picture, a selfie of himself with a (laughs) with a gun cigarette lighter. So it's not even like he has a real gun, he has a cigarette lighter. And he had a picture, a selfie in the car that he had taken of himself with that. So I don't think that these are like major. You know, straight out of Compton type gangsters. These are more like straight out of mom's basement type gangsters, <laughs> don't you think? Um, I'm I'm not sure because I've never heard of the 417 honkies, but I have questions. Like, <laughs> if you are wanting to get into the 417 honkies, do you have to be white? Is it like a whites only situation, or can you be biracial? Um, like I'm, I'm just curious about that. And like, then, is it like the mob? I mean, like with the mob, you can't be in the mob unless you're full blooded Italian. Exactly. So, so I wanted the, to know, do you have to be, yes. Yeah. And, and if there happens to be any younger listeners right now from over on Instagram that are unfamiliar with what the word honky means, honky mm-hmm. is like a derogatory term for white person. You right. know, back in the day they referred to them as crackers and honkies. <laughs> So, I oh, just that's a rival I, gang. The rival gang is straight out of four one seven crackers. <laughs> so you probably got the straight out of four one seven honkies, straight out of four one seven crackers. You know, ooh, Jesus, would be good right now. <laughs> yeah, crackers. I mean, I just, I mean, I just, you know, because I can't. I'm sorry, as someone who does have a minimal amount of street cred, um, I wouldn't be able to take. Oh, Real minimal, really minimal. <laughs> Look, I've been to jail. Okay, been to jail. Yeah. Um, I you know I, I used to live in Southwest Atlanta, girl, East okay. Point. So as so I would I have a hard time taking anybody seriously or even fearing anyone that refers to themselves as a four one seven honky. Yeah, I mean. Do you, I mean, I just want to get that little, I just want to get that little clown horn and go right in their face. (laughs) Know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that whole whole thing. Here, honk, 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 right in your face, honky. (laughs) Honk, honk. (laughs) Honk, honk. (laughs) Oh, Green County, you make me laugh sometimes, but. Um, but yeah, so good for canine lore for, you know, sniffing out that. Cause I think it was just a roach. I mean, it wasn't anything substantial, but it was a funny talking point. <laughs> so from there, we're going to go over to Nye with our favorite, which is Dep- Deputy Ramos. 
Mm-hmm. It's a traffic stop. Underage kids that had weed. And what, was it you or was it someone okay. else? It okay. was it was myself and someone else on Twitter. It, it Okay, I thought, for, I'm looking at it, examining it, and evidently the other person had the same thought process. Because to me, it looked like a peen pump. It didn't, you know, I didn't know what it was. I'm looking at it going, what is that thing? It looks like a peen pump. And they asked the same question. And then I asked for you to clarify, since you're the expert on all things peen and all things pot, I asked you to please clarify for us. Okay, so I have a few questions about the suite that you put out there. First, I appreciate you throwing it my direction because I do, you know, I know. Um, But how do you know what a peen pump looks like? I don't, obviously, because I was wrong. Well, you weren't that far off. If I would, I mean, the shape and the the style, you know, is it's kind of similar. So I'm just wanting to know how you know that. I don't. I've never seen one okay. in my life. <laughs> okay. Well, I just, I mean, I'm looking at it. It's got, it's got like, honestly, I know what a breast pump looks like. I got three kids. So I'm looking at that and it's a male that has it. I don't think he's nursing any children. So the next thing in my head, okay, oh, maybe it's a peen pump because it looked like a breast pump to me. So that's how, that's how the thought process in my mind. Oh, okay. Well, it was a rig. That's how they smoke their wax, their THC wax. Uh And um, so Deputy Ramos called for um, JPO, which is the juvenile probation office, um, to be called out and talk to this kid because marijuana is legal in Arizona, um, but you have to be 21 and you have to have, um, they have medicinal use, so they don't have, wait, no, this is Arizona. Yeah. So you have to have a, a medicinal card. So, um, and the kid didn't, and he was like only 17, 18 years old. So he was underage. Yeah. So they were calling JPO on him. I, I just think that he was maybe, you know, a spoiled kid who, cause that rig and all that stuff he had, wasn't like just a, you know, a 10, a $10 bag or anything like that. That was a little bit of money right there. So I'm thinking 17 years old, lives at home with mommy and daddy. And so they get, they give him an allowance. And so he doesn't think he's going to get in trouble. So. But we're going to stay in nine um, because the next story is it's, it was called an elusive biker. That was the, (laughs) that's what we're going to an elusive biker. So evidently this moron rides his motorcycle, um, really, really fast down the streets and all the neighbors have been complaining about it. And so they go to find him and it becomes a a chase ensues. So they're chasing this guy and then he wrecks out as the chase, you know, that's how the chase ends because he wrecked. Yeah. So, yeah. Here's the thing that, okay. So when he wrecked, he wasn't wearing a shirt, he was wearing a helmet, shorts and shoes. And I'm surprised he didn't get any more road rash um, than just on his legs. Because, I mean, I I don't, motorcycles aren't my thing. Um, Just because I I personally just think they they scare me. And I just, um, just the idea of, you know, coming off of a motorcycle and sliding across pavement freaks Mm -hmm. me out. So I just, you know. That's why you see so many bikers wearing leather jackets. It is to prevent from the red rash if they get a wreck. That's how that all began. 
Yeah. So they don't get road rash when they wreck. So he's he's a rookie. He clearly doesn't even know what he's doing. Well, he ran because he didn't have a motorcycle license. <sighs> That's like a misdemeanor. But now because he ran, Dummy. he's got felonies stacking up against. So people just... Uh, and then, you know, also like when they were pulling him away from the bike, they, they said there was gasoline coming out of it. So yeah. I understand them needing to move him in case it caught fire. But it was a little aggressive. Again, this is me, you know, not being in law enforcement. I just was wondering, like, if, if he were injured, would the way they have moved him injured him more? Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, like, I th- yeah, I do. I think that they were – I think it was because, A, there was, you know, gasoline leaking out, and they wanted to get him away from, the, from that. But I think they were also probably upset that he was endangering other people's lives by being a knucklehead and yeah. making them chase him. And maybe that was just a little bit of their adrenaline still flowing. I don't know. But, yeah. yeah. So he got arrested and he's a dummy and he had a lot more charges than he could have had because he was dumb. Um, but then we're going to go over to Gwinnett for another dumb person. And <laughs> this was a car chase and they were chasing a 2011. And this is again, uh, deputy Baker, who is our today's news favorite. And they are chasing a 2011 Escalade um, that was, that's stolen. And, but the star chase tracker <clears throat> was keeping them tracking him, which I thought was really cool. I want one cool? of these gadgets. It, it was, it's basically Me like a too. canister on the front of his car. And when they're chasing somebody, if they need to back off, they shoot this little, um, doohickey, this little canister at the car and it attaches to the rear of the car. And so they can lay off the chase, but then they can chase, they can find them, you know, later they can sneak up on them or whatever. I and thought I was it like, was just the coolest technology. It was really it awesome. Is. It is. I mean, wow. So but when they finally, they finally get him, they finally catch him. And the guy is saying that he bought the vehicle and he bought a 2011 Escalade for $1,500 and somehow thought that was legit with no title. He didn't get a title either. But he thought that was legit. Yeah. I mean. Come on, dude. Come I know, on. really. I, I can't. I don't even have anything to say about that because it's so ridiculous. These people just really need to brush up on their excuses. Because if you're going to be a criminal, you you know, like, you got to come up with something better than that. Mm-hmm. How could you think that was legit? Idiot. <laughs> Look, if I'm going to steal a car, if I'm going to steal a car. I'm going to steal a car that's unassuming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not some flashy 2011 Cadillac Escalade, you know. <laughs> like, what the? Uh, these people just really don't have any brains, I don't think. But whatever. Yeah. Why aren't you stealing like a Toyota Prius or something? Come on, dude. Yeah, I want something yeah. good on gas mileage because you still got to fill it Seriously. up. Yeah. That thing's a gas guzzler. Why are you taking that? I know. I know. I mean, you just gave your $1,500 away. You probably don't have any money for gas. What a maroon. Yep. Total maroon. All right. So Uh, then we're going to go over to green and with canine lore again. And this was a traffic stop and there were two people in the vehicle and they were pulled over. Um, Was it an illegal turn? Is that what they were pulled over for? I don't remember. But anyway. So there's a man and a woman and the guy gets out and then, uh, we're going to go, there's a passenger, which is a woman. And as they go to pull her out, 
Lord, Lord, Lord. It was tragic. It was tragic. (laughs) She's got, she's got something in her hand and she's, she claimed it was a dog leash, but she does have a dog leash in one hand, but in the other hand was meth. She actually had her fistful of meth. But when she got out of that car, girl, Mm-mm. it was sad. Mm-mm. All I saw just... when she first when she first got out was the cigarette hanging from her lips, and the fact that she didn't have her false teeth in because she was gumming it, girl. She was gumming. She. I don't even know that she owned false teeth because she she was absolutely doing a jam up job holding <laughs> that cigarette in them gums. Okay. <laughs> So I think she's used to holding things in that gummy mouth of hers, so that black hole, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and she ain't got no bra. Okay, so then I dubbed her Mama Droop because them things, <laughs> honey, there ain't a bra on the planet that could. She need they ain't a, they ain't a bra on the planet that would have hold them things up. It didn't even matter. I would have given up too. If I if I was sporting those things, I'd be like, screw it. I ain't wearing. A, there ain't a bra made for these things. <laughs> she needed a forklift a forklift uh, I mean car, yeah see the condition of the car every week we see where it's just gross the conditions that these people so, that some people will drive around in I mean I don't get it it's not even attached no that wasn't safe and and then she was sitting in it well, and I she mean, wasn't Mama concerned Drew, that if anything would have happened. Mama Droop is sitting there. Mama Droop is sitting there on a seat that is not even attached to a floorboard. It is attached to nothing. And then when they pulled the seat out, there was hair everywhere. Yeah. It was so nasty. It was disgusting. Where'd all that hair I mean, come from? Did she lose her teeth in her hair? <laughs> I don't. Was that even her car? I, don't, I think it was his. I don't know. I was, and then they found a bong that said high on life. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to be high on something to drive around in a car like that. All um, messy and crap. I mean, come on, people. Have a, have a little respect for yourself and your belongings. Don't keep a nasty home or car. <laughs> It looked like a rat's nest. That car looked like a rat's nest. It was disgusting. Ugh. Yeah, it was. So they went to jail for drugs. Very sad indeed. Mm-hmm. A droop is now in jail with no bra. It's really sad. <laughs> okay. So then we went over to the studio and we got to see our new best friend. She was Angelina. in the studio. Yeah. And- she looked really great in that hot pink. Yeah, she did. She looked great in it. She looked really on point. She looked great. So she was there. We were really happy to see her in the studio. It was really exciting. And what's even more exciting is we're going to be talking to her soon, today. Yes, today. I'm I'm excited. I really am. <laughs> I can't wait. Because she is like a friend in my brain. I mean, I just feel like we're already friends. So I what can't wait. What are you wait. talking about? We've, we've all hung out and had cocktails together. We have a picture to prove it. I posted it yesterday. Oh, right. That's true. And that picture is stellar. That was that such a good picture. That picture is legit. That picture is totally legit. legit. Yeah. Totally she legit. was right. She was right here on my front porch. How could I forget? She, she, she possibly... sure was. She braved Stickville or Hickville. 
just to come hang out on the front porch with the lizards, snakes, and spiders to take a selfie. That's right. (laughs) She did. She just happened to be passing by. (laughs) So we're excited. So stay tuned for that. Um, Yes. So we can continue now talking about Live PD. And we're going to go over to El Paso with a guy that was urinating in public with a shirt that actually looked like urine. I mean, he had a yellow shirt on. It was so, that's not a very flattering color he had on, but he was, people started calling the police because when he was urinating in public, he had like his genitals showing and everything. Like he wasn't even trying to hide himself. He was just out and open with the whole thing. And then of course, our favorite camera guy had to go pan over to the pond that was now used to be a sidewalk. Now it's a pond. <laughs> that guy, let's just say the guy's bladder was full and the guy's bladder is the size of a watermelon. There was pee all over the place. So then he wants a DNA, but he wants a DNA <laughs> test to prove it was his pee. Yeah. This, this guy, um, peeing on the sidewalk and then wants his, the, you know, his urine tested for his DNA to make sure, you know, to, because he says it wasn't his, he didn't do it. Then he wants a ride home. He wants the officers to give him a ride home. And they're like, wait, we're he not kept calling the artist. officer big dog. He kept calling him big dog, big dog. And he's like, stop calling me big dog. He's like, give me a ride <sighs> home, big dog. Officer Bermudez is constantly being called different names. Poppy, um, big dog. <laughs> Don't yeah. call me Poppy. Yeah. Um, so that's really all that was there, but what we were supposed to talk about next was in Gwinnett and, uh, this was a vehicle that didn't have a tag on it. And so she, and it's, that vehicle was in terrible condition. Yes, it was. The whole back window was broken out. It was in terrible condition. And, um, so then they asked her if they would, if she would mind letting them search her vehicle. And she said, no, that she would let them search the vehicle. So they bring the canine out and, uh, the canine jumps through the back broken window and got his lip cut. That made me yeah, sad. It, it was, but you know what? They, they are resilient dogs and he, it didn't slow him down, but it was sad that the, he got his lip cut and he was bleeding everywhere, but the reaction of the woman when yeah. she goes to get back in her car and she's like, is the dog in heat? And they're and Deputy Baker's like, huh? What? So he walks over there. She's like, there's blood all in my car. Yeah. It's all over my car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think so she, she was, was from Warwick. I think she was visiting Georgia. I think, yeah, from Warwick. I think she was from Warwick, but it just, you know, but she was very concerned about the dog and that made me feel good that she wasn't just concerned about her car. She was actually concerned about the she dog was. getting cut. So, yeah, but yeah, it just, it just goes to show that officers do so much more than just what we think they do. So yeah, yeah they do. And, um, you know, she, she, she had all her proper paperwork. So she was let go because she actually didn't yeah. have the proper paperwork. She just was unable to get an inspection on that vehicle because of its condition. So she's going to have to park the car until she gets that taken care of. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we're going to go over to Greene County. And this is um, Officers Kendrick and Rotterham. Yep. And they pull over a vehicle that has a male and a female in it. And evidently, the female has a warrant for her arrest. 
And let me just say this. She did not shut her mouth. She was something. No, she didn't. She was. Very disrespectful. Oh, very loud. Very. It was very late in the night to hear that voice going over and over. But then, you know, towards the when she finally starts noticing the camera, then she's got to do a shout out and give her Instagram handle so everybody will go follow her on Instagram. Thank God they really? leaked it out. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna you're getting ready to go to jail, and you're like, follow me on Insta. Oh, girl, please. Mm-mm. And then and her, and what was what was her boyfriend or her friend's name? Was it Twin or Twig? Because she kept saying, "Hey, Twig, get my shit and come and get me." All I, I heard was, was like, Twig. I did not. I couldn't. I could not tell if there was a letter that came after Twig, because I kept saying Twig. Hey, Twig. And she's screaming and screaming and screaming. I mean, she's like, all my money's there. And I'm thinking, he's going to take all that money and go have a good night is what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And you think that too? Yes. And then the, and then she's all like telling the officer, because he was telling her, you have warrants. That's what he's, he's explaining. You have warrants. She's like, you're getting hostile. And then she like moved down to the end of the, the hood of the car. And he's like, that's fine. Like, Really? I mean, she was just being stupid. She looked like a total fool. She mm-hmm. looked like a great ass wipe. So they we go away, and then we come back, and um, Officer Rotterham is standing there talking to the male part of this duo. Mm-hmm. And every other word out of his mouth to her is shorty. He keeps calling her shorty this and shorty that and shorty this and shorty that and shorty, shorty, shorty. And she's like, please do not address me as shorty again. Address me as officer. <laughs> and I was like, Rawr. I like her. I, I, I know. I think some people think she comes across as a little too, you know, hard ass. But I like that. I think, you I think, you know, be. I, yeah, you do have to be. And um, <laughs> she just cracks me up every time she's on because she, she demands respect. And I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, she did not want to be called shorty one more time, but office or deputy Kendrick, he actually yeah. changed his Twitter name to shorty after this instant. Well, because he walks up on them and then he starts calling him shorty. And then he starts explaining how he calls everybody shorty. And that's just who, that's his reference to, Hey, you, he, nobody is just, Hey, you, or any, it's always shorty. Hey, shorty. Hi. Everybody's name is shorty in his world. So now, yeah, <laughs> Officer Kendrick has changed his name on the Twitter to Shorty. Can I call, can I refer to you as Shorty from now on, Shorty? I'm not the short one in this duo, Sweeney. It's going to have to be you. <laughs> so I just call you Shorty. Shorty, short, you short. Know, what's up? You know, <laughs> you know, I'm a little sensitive about my lack of height. You're not that short. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about, you know, like you're not going to have your own reality show because you're that short. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're just, oh. you know, <laughs> you're taller than a lot of people, but you're shorter than a lot of people. You're like right in the middle. You're not that short. I'm, I'm below you. average. I'm five two. Okay, well, you know, that's that's creeping. I mean, I think anything five or below is that's creeping in reality show Yeah, territory. no, yeah, no, I agree with that. And I'm I'm glad I'm above that, but uh yeah. I'm not that much taller. I'm 
five you're four seven. inches taller than me. Se- okay, five inches taller than me. That's a, that's a good. Shut up! I hate you. <laughs> All right, let's go over to the crime of the week. Get off this shorty topic. Um, All right, let's go. Let's go shorty. <laughs> so this happened in Effingham, Georgia. Effingham. Effingham. It's pronounced Effingham. Well, I'm pronouncing it Effingham. Okay, so it's the crime of the week, and it's a car chase in excess of 111 miles per hour in the rain. And I actually thought this happened in your neck of the woods because of the the way the trees and the water, because like around your property, you guys have a lot of Spanish moss and how it just kind of like hangs. And when they showed that lake scene, it they could have just put your lake. It and could it have been in my backyard. Yeah, I mean, it really could have been. Yeah. And this idiot goes down a dirt road and he goes off taking off and just runs straight dab in the middle of the lake. Didn't and even slow down. Did, Didn't even slow. I mean, did, just. I want to know how he escaped. How did they not get to him? Did they just not go in the water? Yeah, they didn't want to go in that water. It's alligator infested water. They probably didn't want to go in there, but they said he crawled out of the passenger window. Um, there were two people in the vehicle, correct? They thought there may be two people. Yeah, two people because they showed their mug shots. So there yeah. were two people and they both crawled out and got away. And I guess, I don't know. Everybody was just kind of on the sidelines watching. I know. That's everybody what was going in that water. They, yeah, because if they came out of the passenger side, that would have been on the right-hand side. So that would have been closest to the, the bank of the lake. So they would have had to have seen them come out of the water. So I believe that they probably, the driver just went out his own door and just kept swimming until he got far enough away from them that he could crawl up. But then again, like you said, there's alligators, there are snakes, there are other creepy, crawly, slimy, gross things that live in lake water. You know what I mean? So it was near Savannah. So it's, you know, it's, it's. It's right. It's not that far from like Jacksonville, Florida, where I was raised. And it is, it is, the water is going to have water moccasins and it's going to have alligators and everything else in it. So, uh, yeah, they got away. They're now wanted. So the gray hair with the gray goatee, heavily tattooed was the driver, probably in his late fifties. And then there was the younger, thin, passenger that was a person of interest that they thought may have been with him right so it still makes you just go so two people got out Mm -hmm. of a truck that was some being submerged in the alligator infested lake and they got away with the cops right at the lake bank lake bank do you get where i'm going with this (laughs) yeah i mean it's effingham tragic it's just (laughs) effingham ridiculous it's just what the Effingham is going on over there? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would don't get me wrong. I'm not going in that water either, but you know, I just don't understand how they got away. Well, they on the run, so y'all keep your eyes peeled. <sighs> well, then we're going from there over to your neck of the woods in Pasco for mm-hmm. your favorite call of the night. If I remember correctly to a noise complaint mm-hmm. i'm gonna let well, you i had to i just had to mute my damn television but a mess going on 
you got all these people out there screaming and a hollering and hamming for the camera and just a bunch of mess with their loud ass voice screaming and the music. It just, and it was too late in the evening to be listening to that. I had well, to mute my transition. Not only that, I didn't, I did not appreciate the way they, that group of people kind of surrounded the officers and they were like, Oh, you want to party? You can party, but you can't like, if you're here to party, that's one thing, but you ain't coming on our property to look for anything or, you know, it's like, you don't tell the cops what they they are or are not going to do. You ain't calling the shots here. Okay. You're not calling the shots. And then that one dumb, stupid ignoramus that was like, you know, she was being all loud. And then when the, Mm -hmm. The cops wanted to talk to, I guess, the property owner, and she walked away with them. This yeah. ignoramus is all like, oh, you want to dance? Started trying to do a stupid dance, and thank God the camera person turned away from Ugh. her. Like, don't give her any time. It was just eye roll central on my part. It was, it was, it was, like, it was eye roll central. Ugh. And I was like, too loud, just too loud, too loud. It was too much of everything. Too much, too much going on. Um, and then we're going to end the night over in El Paso. And it was a house check. They were just going to check the house. They don't know. Somebody thought somebody might be in this home. So they went to go check. And the canine was muzzled. And a lot of people on Twitter did not understand why the canine was muzzled. Yes. And it became a big... This is where the night ended. And we we only saw just a few minutes of them checking the house before the show was over. So we really don't know what... I don't believe they, there was anybody in there. It looked like an empty house to me. But there were a lot of people having a meltdown over the canine being muzzled. And the canine is muzzled for other, other officers' safety and his own safety. Because yeah. that canine is a biter. I mean, I had a dog that we had. We had to muzzle Sam. Our German Shepherd had to be muzzled because he would bite people. And it, I mean, I understand if they're going in for for like a warrant and they know someone is in there, they don't want to have the dog muzzled. And that's mm-hmm. when the officers just stand back and keep their distance from the dog. But this was a house chase. So given the situation, that's why they had a muzzle. They know what they're doing. You yes, know, I mean, it's exactly. like everybody thinks that they don't know. They, I'm, I'm pretty clear. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. And um, I just want to, go on record saying that I had a difficult time staying awake on Friday night. I missed the last hour of the show, but when I woke up and I saw all of the, the tweets about the muzzled canine in El Paso, I got so excited because I thought that we were, we got to see canine Johnny cash make an appearance. And a lot of people, this, you know, this part of the season have no idea about the original officers that started in El Paso that we, miss and love like crazy and you know officer mckinney officer rodriguez officer kiesel officer carrillo and um officer melendez who was the canine handler for canine johnny cash canine johnny cash is by far the most badass canine on live pd and that's with me and that's with me loving um canine flex is my is my favorite but johnny cash he had his own sunshades, for God's sake. Yes, he did. I mean, and he wore that. He wore his muzzle like Hannibal Lecter because he would bite you. So, and I remember I that canine Johnny Cash, people would get their picture made with him, and he would have his I muzzle see. on. And I had a problem with that in the beginning until I understood why they did that. Right. Um, 
but was he not just one, just a total badass looking dog? He had totally stars. He was all muscle. He was just, oh, he was the greatest. I I miss him. I wish they would bring him back. And his handler, Officer Melendez, he had the greatest voice for signaling that the dog was going to be released. Did he not? Yep, he just he had, he had the greatest. So I, I missed that, that the team, the original team from El Paso. I love officers in Dejas. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. officer Bermudez, but that original core group that started off the season from El Paso was just, Oh my God, they had my heart and I miss them all. So I just want to throw that yeah, out. We miss them. But unfortunately it wasn't canine Johnny cash. It was another canine. So. Yeah, but all is good. Y'all don't worry about the muzzle. They're fine. Don't. Um, and then we're going to go over to Saturday night, which, speaking of falling asleep, uh, we're going to talk about Saturday night. And it's always good. Oh, let me just preface by saying it's always good when it's a boring night because that means Everybody officers could safely home to their families. Yeah. But it was very boring on Saturday night. It was very hard for me to even compose a tweet Saturday night because it was slightly a sleep fest so we're going to start out yeah it was yeah you slept through it for the for the second night kayla and and i and i tried to stay awake for the repeat and i fell asleep during it too so and if y'all remember last week she didn't have any notes at least this week she has a few notes so we do have notes in between look she has been writing me about this guys for a week i did not last week i just it's just difficult for me sometimes to stay up till midnight. I, I, you know, and I'm not making excuses, but I did not get to take a nap. It was a long day. I fell asleep. This is live PD. It's live PD. I it's know it's live for. PD. I know it's live PD, girl. But it's what we sometimes. For. It is. It is. But sometimes I just. Coffee, coffee. I can't drink coffee at night like you can. I can't do that. I wish I could, but I can't. So anyway, let's okay. get to, let's, let's get to El Paso. Yes. Get off my jump. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Okay, so now we're in El Paso, and this is a homeless shelter where there was a reported fight, and he got his ass whooped good. Yeah, by he another was all but he did want to press charges and, you know, he's like, he's like, I got this handled. I'm going to handle myself, this myself, and I'm going to call my lawyer, you know, he's got it all. And, you know, and you're, and he keeps talking, you know, we keep thinking, well, who, where's the guy that beat him up? Mm-hmm. What, where's he at? And so finally at the end of the camera panning in on this ass kicking this guy got and all of his, you know, he was very defensive about it. Well, then we see the reason why he doesn't want to press charges because shoddy beat his ass. <laughs> well, you know, the guy he did his he, ass. Shoddy was about four foot eleven. Well, the guy who got his ass whooped, he was from Philly, so he was going to be fine. That's what he. That's what he told the officer. I'm from Philly. I'll be okay. fine. Okay. Okay. And then he said that the way he was going to handle it is he was going to whoop the guy's ass on the street. Then he was yeah. going to go to Utah. Right. That's he says that's street justice right there. Um because mm-hmm. he he said restitution is in the street. No, restitution right. is on the street. And I'm right. thinking to myself, okay, so instead of okay, whatever, I guess there's they live by a different code, but 
<laughs> you still got your ass beat by a short person or a little person. Is that real? Is that considered a little person at four eleven? I think I don't. I he looked little to me, but I mean, here's the other thing: the guy, his face was pretty bad off. I mean, his face was bloody and everything. And I'm yeah. thinking, small fry had had to have gotten him on the ground. Because mm-hmm. he couldn't reach him. He, he wouldn't have been able to reach up to that face and get a good punch, some licks in. Unless so he jumps guy, up and wraps his legs around him and just started bing, bang, 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 bang. That's true. Like like you see in the movies. <laughs> yes. So this like guy was just embarrassed. I mean, he could be all big talk, you know, at that moment. But, but mm-hmm. then when we saw who kicked your ass, I mean, damn, dude. That's pretty, that's sad. That's kind of sad. <laughs> And they were both drunk, so they both probably thought that, you know, they were invincible and that they were both going to, you know, I don't know. It's just, I, w- I wish we could have seen the fight, the actual fight. That yeah. would have been priceless. But oh, we'd love to have seen Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> so then we're going to go over to Walwick. And in Walwick. Walwick, it's a car parked in the woods. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's really nothing, there's nothing here to talk about. There's nothing really of huge interest for us to talk about other than the accents, <laughs> the accent, because he said park, you know, it's a parking lot. And usually we see people park in a parking place in and a parking lot, Padna, and he called him Padna. So <laughs> I just liked all, I love listening to them talk. And I found, you know, some marijuana and alcohol and bongs, but that's really that's kind of the end of the story. I mean, who doesn't ride around with alcohol, marijuana, and bongs these days? It seems like every time there's a car pulled over, <laughs> yeah. there's some kind of marijuana or some kind of smoking apparatus or oh. alcohol or sex toys. I mean, it just seems like... <sighs> it's just, we just never knew. We never knew that this is really... I mean, we're doing it all wrong, evidently. We've been doing yeah. it all wrong for all these years because, you know, who knew that... <laughs> you should take your vibrator everywhere with you. I mean, I didn't know. Does that now make I know. You, it's, does, does that make you want to carry a vibrator and some rolling papers and like a, you know, airplane bottle of liquor on you at all times? Just oh, I've, in case you were I, I get would, pulled up. <laughs> well, I draw the line at things that are illegal. So I'm not going to be carrying an open container. I'm not going to be carrying any drug paraphernalia. But I can promise you this. My vibrator is tucked neatly in my purse right now. It goes everywhere with me now. That and your go-girl? My go-girl and my vibrator, yeah. And, um, yeah. My oh, vib- my, my God, that's so funny. My vibrator's name is Mark. And so Mark goes everywhere with me. So You yeah. named your vibrator Mark? Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Like mark your set, like mark your spot, like exactly. You on, get me. on your mark, get set, it's not go. A man's name. It's not a man's name, Mark. I would never disrespect my husband that way. It's like you know, okay, okay. This is getting too too much description <laughs> here. But anyway, let's go. Let's get, let's end that story and let's go over to Nye. Okay. Where this guy called the police because uh, <laughs> somebody he had a car parked on his premises, and in the middle of the night, somebody came and stole his. He had a camera in his car, one of those just like the police have, Not you know, dash the, the dash cam that was stolen, and his radiator radiator was stolen, and but they, but it really wasn't like a theft. <laughs> 
to me because it was more like a trade-off <laughs> because they left for him gummy bears and toilet paper. So, you know. Two things you can't live without. Kayla cannot live without definitely the gummy bears. No, I can't. I can't live without either one of those. Look, growing up, my mom said there were two things you didn't run out of. Milk and toilet paper. That's a southern thing because my mother said the same thing. You don't run out of milk and toilet paper. Mm-mm. You can run out of everything else. You can go hungry, but you're going to have some milk and you're going you're gonna to have to have toilet paper. And she yeah. is right. You never run out of those either one of those things. That's right. <laughs> you should see the, the anxiety on my face if I think we're like if we accidentally get down to the last roll of toilet paper in this house. Dennis hears an earful. I'm like, oh, my God, we need toilet paper. Go to Sam's now. <laughs> Yeah, I start stressing about that. And paper towels, too. Like, if yeah, I start to run towel. out of paper towels, I get really stressed. Because I use paper towels a lot. You know, I, but, I, yeah, I use too, but now I feel guilty about using them. So, I try to use hand towels. Yeah. <sighs> but, uh. I'm not a, I'm not a good environmental, you know, tree-hugging kind of person, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel so bad now. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to go. Hold, now, hold on. We have we have to back up about the story about the stolen radiator. Um, radiator. My husband calls it a radiator. Isn't that stupid? A radiator? Well, that's yeah, because he's a New Yorker, and he calls it a radiator. It's a radiator. I'm like, it's not a radiator. It's a radiator. What is wrong with you? Um. I have, okay, so this dude was had his car parked in, like, a little area that has some trees. It wasn't, like, his property. He was basically yeah. squatting, living in a tent, um, and he had a yappy little dog. Um, yeah, that little dog was really doing a lot of running around, wasn't it? That, it that, was, was a, that dog was full of energy. Yeah. It was, a, it was a tiny little dog, but it was a yappy little dog. But here's my thing about the gummy bears. If someone were to take something of mine and leave gummy bears in place of whatever it is they took, I think I'd be okay with that. Oh, I definitely think you would be okay with that. Definitely. There's no doubt out there because, you know, I do love gummy bears, which you, which you, you know, have a problem with because I. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with doing it when we're on our, when we're recording our podcast when you're talking and you're going, so, and I, um, learned a guy that got, um, you don't even hear it. Okay. So we're with canine Shep alerted on a vehicle and, um, mm-hmm. it is a man and woman that had been removed from the vehicle. Did, and you just informed me this was a mother and a son. Yeah. Because the guy, um, he said that he had been using since the age of 12 and the officer said, or deputy Carmack said, you haven't ever tried to get help before. And he said, Oh yeah, all the time from her right here. This is, this is, you know, she's been trying to get me in to help or whatever since he was a kid. So that was his mother. I mean, he didn't actually say it was his mother. You're just assuming from that comment that it was his mom. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go. Okay. You know what? I'll go back and watch. But yeah, for some reason, I think he did say it was his mom. I could be wrong. Okay. But he was, well, he I, was talking about how she had been, you know, the one that was trying to get him help since he was a kid. Well, she looked like she had a problem. I mean, she looked like yeah, she, she had she a did. problem. So it was, she you did. know, if that was his mother, that's a very tragic situation. Um, 
but they found meth and then when they, well, they found it and then they're going to begin to test it. And Junior starts telling them <laughs> about a news story that he saw on Fox 13 News about the flaws in these test kits with police officers. That's mm-hmm. what he's decided to go with in this situation, to tell them how their system is flawed, because he saw that on Fox 13 News. Yeah. <laughs> as uh, they are testing it, and as it turns out, it is testing positive for meth. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Man, you know, is there anything that he can do about Fox 13 giving him the incorrect information? Well, I think he should fire <laughs> off an email or maybe even send a fax because write a letter. that was, just, yeah, that was just really, really awful that yeah. this meth turned out to be meth. God, it's messed up. Fox 13, you messed up on that. <laughs> oh, my God. Where do we go after that? Is that We're back to El Paso? El Paso. Oh, yeah, this one was fun. And this was, everybody in El Paso was calling 911, everybody, because this couple was fighting. And they were fighting to the point that the, anyone who passed their vehicle, it was so bad that they were calling 911. And so they get pulled over. Chick gets pulled out of the car. She's just like, you know, we're just fighting. We're fighting. Couples fight. That's what we're doing. And then her man gets pulled out of the car and he has a little different scenario for why they were fighting. Ah, <sighs> uh, yes, he stupid, does. Stupid man. Stupid man. The reason they were fighting is because he was discussing with her the fact that he wanted to have a threesome. And was she, would she be into it? I guess that's what started the fight. Is this what was now? <laughs> Did he go into a little more detail and say that it was supposed to be with him and his best friend and her? Or was this like a two chick and one dude kind of thing? No. He said, well, he said she's not cool with his homeboys. So I'm assuming that he wanted to have a threesome with another dude? I don't think she would have been okay whether it was a female or a male, to be quite honest with you. But the way that he talked... He, it sounded like he wanted to include another male in this scenario. Like his homie? So really, it's like a he-some. Yeah. His homeboy. <laughs> he wanted to include his shorty? His shorty. <laughs> he wanted his homeboy to be part of his home situation. She wasn't having it. And I don't blame her. Guys, do not ask your woman about this. Please do not ever, <laughs> ever, 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 ever. Because somebody's always going to get hurt or left out. So it's not going to be okay. She's not going to go, oh, yeah, I'm into that. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Unless you hear the words out of her mouth when she says, hey, honey, what would you think about a threesome? Unless she says this to you, don't ever. uh, And even then it could be a trap. She could be trapping you (laughs) just to see if you're into it when she's not at all. Especially when she says, hey, baby, do you want to have a threesome? I have this friend, Marco. (laughs) When she includes another guy. Yeah, his name's (laughs) Ralph. And Ralph is is really into it. What do you think? (laughs) Then that's code for she just wants Ralph. (laughs) 
Anyway. Yes. Yes. That was that. I mean, they didn't get arrested or anything like that. I and mean, they let him they go. They ended up and... staying together. She stayed with him, even though she was upset. And he. And well, it, not only that, it turned out that it wasn't really even about that. They he it just wasn't said even that. About that. Yeah. He got jealous at the gas station. There was some guy <laughs> checking her out. So he says. I oh, think good lord. I really do think it was a threesome thing. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. He wanted his shorty included. Yeah, he did. Oh, Lord. So then we're going to go to Gwinnett and Deputy Baker again. He was on fire. On he fire. was. He won Fantasy League and Friday and Saturday night this weekend. Two nights in a row. Who Has anybody else ever won two nights in a row? I don't think so. I could be wrong. I should ask, I should ask Kenny Rogers about this because I don't think, I don't think they have. Right. Well, on this story, what happened, it was a car chase, and then the guy jumped out of the vehicle, started running on foot, and ended up in a culvert-type ditch situation, and they released the canine, and he got bit. Mm-hmm. Pretty badly, too. It's so fun to watch. <laughs> and, um, that, and then he got arrested, but it, his leg was bleeding pretty good there. He got, he got a good fight. Yep. And he, and he got... He ran because he had a suspended license. Yeah. Again, come on. You went through all of that, running down that dangerous embankment. I mean, because that, that could have been snake infested, that little. That That's all I can think about is there are snakes in there. I mean, it's all and, I can think about. Yes, that and just you got bit by a dog pretty badly. You're bleeding everywhere for a suspended license. Again, Nothing oh. too serious. And you're probably going to get sepsis because that nasty ass water got in that wound. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Ugh, God, Yeesh. I can't imagine. Okay, so now we're going to go over to Richland County. And this was a very, very sad sort of story to me. Um, this kid was in a bar and he was taking some Jack Daniels from behind the counter. And he took the whole bottle, I guess, from behind the bar. Yeah, and he was started drunk. I mean, a drink. Yeah, he, that's yeah. all it was. He was ha- he was having a hard time going through some personal stuff, and the officer even asked him, "What do you want me to do?" And he, the kid, actually said, because he was only twenty two years old, he's a kid. He said he would appreciate a hug. That's when I and, lost it. That's when I just yeah. wanted to cry. I have a kid his age, and when he said, "I just want a hug," I just about you I wanted to I give him a hug. A I, I wanted I, to give I him a hug. To, I, I wanted to bring him, him home. I wanted to take care of him. I wanted to feed him, take care of him, sober him up. I wanted to yeah. give him some the nurturing that he clearly is lacking. It just made me feel horrible for that kid. Well, yeah. And he, he was taking care of his 93-year-old grandmother who has Alzheimer's. And the only reason I wanted to, to really bring this up is just because um, as someone who is taking care of a grandparent with Alzheimer's, it is difficult and you feel like you are out there all on your own. And, um, so I completely related to him. And well, I, I understand. I'm glad I, that, I mean, I don't understand yeah. why a 22 year old is taking care. I mean, I, my mother had Alzheimer's and I know how difficult as well, you know, how it is. And I don't understand why he was taking care of his grandmother or grandparent with Alzheimer's. It's a lot of responsibility for a 22 year old, but yeah. it broke my heart. It really did. Yeah. I just, I just hope that I'm, I'm glad he didn't go to jail. I'm glad they took him home 
And yeah. I and I appreciated what the officer said is telling me, you know, that you're a young you're a young guy. You have your whole life ahead of you. You don't you don't need to be trying to solve your problems in such an adult way. Yeah. And and I totally agreed. So I, I hope that he can get some help and and maybe because there are resources out there for people that are taking care of uh, family members with Alzheimer's and dementia. And um, you just you just need to ask for help. So I, I hope he gets it. So I, I hope they check on him. But that's basically yeah. all that was there. So I hope, um, I hope somebody gave me too. I hope somebody did too. So then, and this is just, you know, a very quick traffic stop in Pinnell. It, it didn't take very long, um, but a gentleman was pulled over and uh, he tells the officer that the police were endangering his life by driving behind him before they pulled him over. <laughs> and it was just like, dude, come on. And that's exactly what they said. Come on. Are you being serious right now? Really? <laughs> Because what you consider to be endangered and the rest of the world considers to be endangered are two different things. Yeah. Then he started smiling and then the officer told him that he had a really, his name is Brandon and he had a really nice smile. So then they got this little, you know, cute little back and forth with each other about Brandon's cute smile and it became a lighthearted moment and that was all the end. Yeah. Listen, we're scraping for stuff to talk about here, you know? We're scraping. Saturday was not active. It, it, yeah, it, it wasn't the best night. I mean, Donna, I think even your notes were saying just county and yawn or snore. Or whatever. Yeah, that's, those are my notes. Blah, blah, blah. Keep going. Blah, blah, blah. Keep going. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so then we're going to go over to Gwinnett. And it was now in this scenario, there were three males in a vehicle. And it was a traffic stop, and they pulled them out of the vehicle and proceeded to search the vehicle. And, um, you know, the one kid kind of struck me as an Eddie Haskell. I mean, he's out there trying to be cute, talking to the police. Like, he's like Mr. Innocent. He's very innocent. And Mm -hmm. then they find this firearm in the vehicle, a very evidently dangerous firearm in the vehicle. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, let's go over to Green, where a vehicle was pulled over for expired plates. And as so the guy says that he is waiting for his tax return in order to pay the required fees it takes to get his plates up to date. So I guess he just thinks I'll just keep driving around. No big deal. You know, I mean, I have good intentions. So it doesn't matter if, you know, they're expired or not, as long as he has good intentions. And then the eye is pulled to the fajangled mess that he has for his windshield wipers. Because this engineer uh, had like a pulley system with a string that he connected to his windshield wipers so that in, in case of rain, he could physically pull the string back and forth while he holds onto the steering wheel, mind you, to make his windshield wipers go back and forth. Hmm. It was a mess. It was a hot mess. Yeah, he's a regular MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that yeah. was an entertaining moment in that, in that uh, pullover. So that happened. 
And I mean, I know y'all are going to think, well, we're listening to this podcast so y'all can be funny. I cannot make funny out of fudge. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. So we're going to just keep going here. And if we don't, we're not, you know, hilarious. Listen, we're not miracle workers here. Okay. We got to have, we got to have. Saturday know, was a struggle. Saturday it was, was a struggle. struggle. It, it was. Really was. And I mean, we're still in green. Oh, God. And there was a welfare check. And these two people are sitting on the damn sidewalk. And they go up. And this girl is crying and carrying on and crying. They've got her bag, their her little zip-up bag, in their hand. And they're searching her. She's sitting there having a meltdown crying fit. So they open her bag, and she's with her boyfriend. And they open her bag, and lo and behold, what do they pull out? A vibrator. Shocker. And she stops laughing for a minute. I mean, stops crying for a minute and starts laughing and goes, he goes, is this a vibrator? And she goes, yeah, I carry it everywhere with me. It goes everywhere with me. (laughs) (laughs) So then he puts it to the side and continues searching. And then she starts with her crying again. (laughs) And then they find meth. And then here's her boyfriend. Here I come to save the day. And he says, those are my drugs. So he took the rap <sighs> for vibrator. Sucker. <laughs> she just made you look bad on national television talking about how she got a boyfriend, but she carries her vibrator everywhere mm-hmm. she goes. And you're going to take the rap for her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Where do we go from there? <laughs> so she kissed him goodbye. That was it. Okay, so now we're going to go to Pinal, where in Pinal we have a neighbor banging on the door of her unappreciative neighbor because she's calling, because she, I mean, she's beating on the door because she's worried about their dogs because they evidently do not take good enough care of their dogs for her liking. So they call the police on her because she's harassing them. And she didn't see anything wrong with this whatsoever. Obviously. And then they start telling her, leave them alone. Mind your own business. (laughs) Get in their business. Then she wants to bring something up from five years ago. Nothing makes me more crazy than like you're having a conversation with somebody. and And it's like that whole, well, one year at band camp. Because she's like, well, five years ago. So five years ago, this is what happened. And that's when you just roll your eyes in the back of your head and go, gosh, I would hate to live next door to this woman. I feel for them. Oh, man, there is nothing I hate worse than a nosy Nancy. I mean, seriously. And let me tell you, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to call her out, too. Mm-hmm. So, so this yeah, I'm glad she told to mind her own, just mind your own business and mm-hmm. That was the end of that. And then we're going to go over to El Paso. This bar decided to have college night. It's always a bad idea when a bar has college night. I mean, it's just like, it's never going to be good. It's never going to end well. And so the first thing that we see is a girl on all fours laying next to the curb, puking her brains out. It's her 21st birthday. So that's the first thing that we see. That's the first bodily fluid that we see. And then they go over to a guy who is urinating against the wall. 
He gets a ticket for $127, but the worst thing that he could have done that evening is he referred to a female officer as sir. (laughs) That was the most egregious thing that he did. He called her Uh, sir. So again, we're, you know, listen, we're trying to make cookies out of crumbs here. Y'all give us a break. (laughs) This is not something that we would ever discuss typically, but we're talking about it. And I mean, even the next story, I'm looking at my notes here and I'm seeing what we have to talk about next. And I'm just like, oh gosh. Look, the last hour of Saturday, the last hour and a half of Saturday's episode when I watched it yesterday, it took me all day to get through an hour and a half. Did it not? I kept thinking, Donna said, where are you doing with your notes? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm an hour. I have an hour left. And she called three hours later. Are you done with your notes? No, I have about an hour. <laughs> yeah. I could it's not get through like, it. It was horrible. This was like sitting in the dentist chair for her. It was like totally getting a root canal. She just once I lose once I lose interest or if something can't hold my attention, I <sighs> okay. Well, yeah. we're just gonna wrap this up. Basically, we we've got two other talking points. This was the crime of the week or something or other. I, I think it was a crime, <laughs> but it was Metro PCS thief. And this guy was a complete dum-dum because earlier in the day he had gone to a coffee shop and was he was checking out the Metro PCS from across the street. So he's in a coffee place across the street. He asked the coffee place if he could use their phone. It's not even like he's got his own cell phone. So I think now we know why he's a Metro PCS thief. But anyway, yeah. so he asked to use their phone and he calls Metro PCS from the coffee shop and asked them what, how later they're going to be there. He asked them if they were busy. So are y'all busy right now? You, you can handle a theft? <laughs> are there any witnesses in there? <laughs> any witnesses uh. marching around that store that might recognize me? Because I'm going to wear the same outfit that I'm wearing right now when I come to rob you in a little while. So... I'm going to add a Star Wars mask, but I will be wearing the same exact thing. And that's what he did. And I, and they kept referring to the character that he was supposed to be wearing the mask of. And I, I didn't get the reference because I'm not a Star Wars person. I just, I just thought he looked like one of the cavemen from the old Geico commercial. He did. (laughs) So I was like, what is he supposed to be? Uh, It was just a hairy mess (laughs) with the same clothes. Like with a sporty little outfit on, but you know, with this hairy mask. But what killed me is like the description when they're giving the description of this guy. And mm-hmm. Tom Morris said he had thick ears. <laughs> he was a regular Dumbo. Can you imagine that that's the description that you're getting? Like you're this oh big criminal. And then <laughs> you're taken back to fourth grade when. You know, Tommy Tucker's making fun of your thick ears. I mean, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that poor guy's in the fetal position. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, big manhunt out for him. And speaking of big manhunt, okay, the last thing. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. We're in Gwinnett. <sighs> Gwinnett, they serve a warrant. Honey, they start beating that door. They start to kick the door, and you see two big kicks. And then here's Dan. I'm really sorry about this, but we're going to have to go to commercial. Oh, I wanted to cause bodily harm. Like, there's four <laughs> minutes of the show left. Like, there's 
four uh. minutes of the show left. So then once we get through the insurance commercial and whatnot, we come back. Oh, they already have him in custody and it's all over. We missed it all. If there, was ever, if there was ever a time for Garrow Brown to be in New York on the set of Live PD as an in-studio guest, I would want it to happen now more than ever, just so he can get his hands on Dan Abrams and body slam him for that. This is the second time in Gwinnett where we have missed some serious action because they wanted to cut to commercial. I don't... I would gladly pay $1.99 to watch the I mean, show. I mean, they don't space them out correctly. It's like, towards the end, you're getting all commercials. I mean, it's just, well, the beginning, you get to see a lot of show, and then towards the end, it's commercial, 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 commercial. And I know everybody bitches about it, but I know they have to pay the bills. I know the commercials pay the bills. We understand. Do a split screen. God, do something. Well, it's there is a time delay. So they know what's happening. How about edit it quick or whatever, you know, where it catches up and you see that, that the you know, the fact that they got the guy yeah. in the Yeah. Whatever. So that was it. The last day of the night left is salty. And, you know, wasn't the most exciting thing. And, I'm you know, we look, we try to be funny people. But if we don't have material, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> we can what? we can only talk about my father-in-law's overuse of Axe product, body products so long. <laughs> right. I can only mimic someone's crying ass you know I can only take that so far I mean it's just you know it is what it is but now we get to talk to our special guest so that's going to be yeah fun. Angeline I'm super excited about that we're going we are going to talk about missing kids for a split second and yeah. then we're going into shenanigans because yeah. this is yeah we just we've been waiting for this for a little too long it's, it's like a reunion the gab fest reunion the bopsy triplets <laughs> So go take a bathroom break, and then when you come back, listen to our interview. It's going to be fun. All right. Bye. Hello. Hi, Emily. Hi. <laughs> Donna. Yes. A lot to discuss with you. <laughs> you do? Well, first of all, I'm concerned about your scorpion issue. Yes. Well, Second I live all, in the woods. <laughs> I'm worried about your snake issue. We have a lot of animal issues to discuss. Um, I live in the woods. So part okay. of, but, you know. Girlfriend, are you in the woods, like, you know, without a house over your head? Like, what? No, are you I in have a, a tree house, house, but they get in. First it's Florida, so it's Florida. So okay, it doesn't gotcha. matter how well <laughs> insulated you are; they're gonna find. I mean, I mean, they're gonna find their way in. You're so right. especially okay. if it's like the creepy crawlers. So yeah, we have to deal with a lot. But we, you haven't even heard about the bears and the bear that tried to get in my house. And yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Well, Kayla's been here. Kayla, is my is my house is pretty rural, isn't it? Um, I mean, I'm it's, it's boondocks. It's boondocks. It really is. Boondocks is good, but I mean, it's either, I mean, bears too, alligators. Yeah. She got it. She's got it. Yeah. She's got it all. It's like National Geographic up over there. 
I think uh, we need a different kind of, this should be a different kind of podcast. <laughs> some kind of animal expert. <laughs> but I think that's, but that's why my handle is the heck life because it's like, cause I'm a city girl. So a city girl living this life, you know, it's, it's like, it's kind of bizarre, but I think people misunderstand. They all think that I'm just some, you know, kind of a country girl, which I'm kind of not, I'm really a city girl. But Where, So uh, what city are we talking about? Jacksonville. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, not a big city, but compared to this, okay. <laughs> they have an NFL okay. team. Okay. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Girl, you don't have the shade coming already. They, there's an NFL team in that town. That makes them big. I mean, Kayla started laughing first. I wasn't going to say anything. I mean, you know, Jacksonville is still Florida. <laughs> oh, Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold up. Before we before we get into this craziness, I want to address something that was in the email that I received from you. Because talk about some shade. It says, P.S. I am copying Dennis here, too, since he's the brains of this all. What in the Sam Hill is going on with that? Dude. <laughs> You're the one who said, I don't know how to do anything. My husband does it all. I just talk. So he's the technical guy. I was just going off of, I was taking your lead. Well, I the mean, thing is, is that the talking is the hardest part. I mean. Oh, no, I give you credit for that fully. <laughs> Listen, I don't know any, I don't know how to do anything either. So, you know, I, I say that with love, the brains, the technical brains, you know, I'm not well, saying. He didn't, he, he, didn't, he didn't need to hear that, though. Now he thinks that he's the grand poobah and he thinks he makes the rules and that's just not the way it is. Oh, he knows better, <laughs> Kayla, trust me. He knows. He knows he doesn't. Well, I, I, is, that why you didn't, is that why you didn't respond to my email? Because you were feeling a little like. Ah, Kayla, you didn't respond? <laughs> Uh, you know no. what? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure she did. I'm pretty sure I no. did. There, no, you did not. You're talking about yourself did. in the third person because you did not. I was like, did you get my email? Are we still good? Is the podcast canceled? <laughs> Let me just tell you what Donna's AKA is at this point. The reminder, because that seems to be that's my superhero name. It's the reminder because I spent half of my life reminding Kayla. Oh, come on, come on. I'm not that bad. It's just been the last couple of weeks that I've just had a lot on my plate. So I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Leave me alone. Come on, Mildred, get off my junk. It was hilarious when it was Jacksonville, but now it doesn't feel too good, does it? <laughs> hey, I want to know, let's go back. I want to know how how Mildred re- slash the reminder hook up, hooked up with Kayla, you know, country mouse and city mouse. How'd that happen? We live met PD. on Twitter. Three yeah. live PD. How weird is that? Are you, are you kidding me? So you guys didn't know each other and all of a sudden you guys yeah. like both have love for live PD and decided let's do a podcast together. Yeah. Well, our personalities actually, I started tweeting my nonsense as you, as you can see, I tweet nonsense, just (laughs) stupidity on the daily, which Mm -hmm. Kayla loves stupidity. So I got her attention by tweeting that. And one day I used a word. Let's back up. Do you remember what it was you were tweeting about? Because I want to get the for real down and dirty. Okay, well, I used the word that cannot be aired on our podcast. We'll we'll edit that. What? Okay, so I used the word 
in my <laughs> and she messaged me and said simply because you use that word you're my kind of people and I think we should be friends <laughs> can I get some context for this ladies now Donna why were you you what on live PD made you use the word no, it was on. it was it, it was it was the people on Twitter. I'm sure it was because of the people on Twitter tweeting ridiculous stuff like, you know, they can police better than the police can. <laughs> so, oh. I'm sure. Wow. I'm sure it was, so, I'm sure it was Twitter. Shade. It's probably somebody's throwing shade at Life PD, and I'm not having that. <laughs> um, so it was probably oh that. I just I just googled that word that we're talking about. I had no idea. <laughs> that you were like sitting outside one day and little bugs might be bothering you and you were going, oh my gosh, I wish these twats would leave me alone. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Wow. You should see what I'm Googling. I mean, it apparently is, there's another four-letter word that it's... Is it's it... Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, we don't use that. I had no idea. Yeah, it's, uh... Okay, so any... Okay, now I can fully appreciate where the story was going. So you use that word that is not Nat, and then Kayla says, just because you use that word, let's be friends, because you're my kind of gal. All right, yes. so Live PD has brought you two together, yes. Twitter and Live PD. So, yes. great. Wow. And in the meantime, I'm getting a vocabulary lesson. There you go. See, we, we taught, see Donna, we taught Angeline something. <laughs> that she can never share with another human being. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Okay. Okay. Well, I love that. I love that. So then you guys decided let's do a little podcast and just yickety yak about last weekend show. Yeah, well, pretty somebody, much. Actually, somebody came to Kayla about it, and then she didn't want, she had the idea of doing it with me, and I first said, absolutely no way will I ever do this. And then within 24 hours, she had me completely convinced to do it, so that's how it came <laughs> about. And then, Kayla, so you said, my my husband, who's got big brains, can help. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he has he has big brains and he knows how to do all of the technical side and because, um, you know, he has a background in that. And so it just kind of like within a week, we made the decision and had our first teaser up. And after that, within a week of that, we had our very first podcast, our very first one. And whoo, man, were we green. Yeah, <laughs> we improved. made a lot of. It's an, it's improved, but you know, we were just, it's just, it's basically our excitement over the show. We don't have any agenda. We don't, you know, we just wanted to recap from our perspective and using our personalities, the craziness that goes on in the show. And we get super excited and we try not to get, talk about anything too heavy. And, um, yeah, we just have a good time with it. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of fun. I think it's, it's, I think it's great because you're also giving people who love live PD so much and want more, you're giving them more um, in a different way, right? Yeah. Because they want the, a podcast is kind of like the long version of right. everything. So exactly. you're sitting there recapping and then you're interviewing people who are on the show, the different officers. That's great. Yeah, yeah and when we interviewed them, a lot of times we ask the questions that nobody else is going to ask, like the questions that people want to know, but probably don't have the nerve to ask. And Kayla and I have no problem asking those questions. So <laughs> I think wow. that's part of our fan base because they, we don't, they love we our don't have, yeah, we don't have boundaries for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're asking like the cops about certain things after well, the no, show? We, well, we asked them, you know, because every, mostly people want to know, you know, how did you get into law enforcement? Um, you know, mm-hmm. what's your most memorable case? You know, the, the basic kind of questions. I want to know if I were to open up the refrigerator, what am I going to see? Are you a slob? Are you organized? Like, you know, is everything coordinated? Um, we talk a lot about music, like what they listen to when they're on patrol. Um, Donna, Donna has her standard question is always, what's the grossest thing they've ever encountered while on the job. Mm-hmm. So we just, you know, we, we talk about all that kind of, you know, like if they have a nickname, the, the story behind the nickname, we get them to, we get them to throw shade at other officers in their department, you know, like, Oh, if they have like a little rivalry going on, we get them to, you know, stir each other up. So that's always yeah. fun. It's just, you know, it's more fun. That's, I don't I like you know. That. Yeah. 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 That's fun. Oh, I, I will say, um, you know, now that you're talking about the grossest thing ever, um, I did hear something recently, and it somehow mustard and, like, front seat, <laughs> a passenger vehicle come to mind. You had to have been listening to that, because I was kind of dying, driving, and I almost ran off the road. <laughs> FYI, ladies. <laughs> Look. Were you dying laughing? Were you mortified? What? I mean, was? Well, here's the thing. I did not see the episode. I was just listening uh, to your So, you know, to hear, to visualize from your description, you yes. know, sometimes they say, like, when you read a book, you know, it, it's left to the, to the reader's imagination, <laughs> like what right. the writer wants you to think. So it was yes. probably yeah. worse listening to your podcast than watching the show. Uh, <laughs> and then to hear, then you, then he came up and then you guys interviewed him yeah. and the way he was just like, yeah, man, I got, you know, I got to go keep searching the car. And you're like, you were just looking into the car, you underwear. Uh, and he's like, well, yeah, I'd have to go somewhere. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like just another day, dude. It was really yeah. nasty. I mean, it was with the camera zoomed in and everything. It was disgusting. And he put it up, you know, to where he placed it like a prop. I mean, let's <laughs> just be honest. So okay, I'm going to rewind. Do I? I need, I, need, I need to go to YouTube and watch that um, particular Yeah, it episode. was just like the way he even placed them on the seat. It was like a prop. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's what it, it was disgusting. It was absolutely repulsive. But that was the only. Yeah. And the, see, the writer in me, because I write, and the writer in me wanted to make sure that people got a, a good description. And I think that was perfection. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not getting that close to anybody's crusty chonies. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, apparently he was. Yeah, and he, and he was very matter-of-fact about it. He had no problem with, ha- you know, I'm ugh, gross. Okay, but, you know. But Donna always has the best, like, descriptions for things. Because she always, she goes the extra mile. <laughs> Even wow. when she came up with that one, I mean, you can just hear it. I wasn't prepared for it. I just, I couldn't stop laughing because I mean, it, it, because I did see it and I, I didn't see that. I didn't see it the way she described it, but it was just her description. It just, it threw me for a loop and I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the one the, they should have been blurring out that. They, you yeah. know what? They, sh- they should have. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first part of this podcast is going to be pretty serious. Um, why why do we have to start serious? Why can't we just keep going and be ourselves? <laughs> See, that's, yeah. that's what, well, I, don't, you know what, I, I actually, I have, you know, I don't have to get too serious, but I actually <laughs> did not know that John Walsh was and his wife were the co-founders at NCMEC. Mm-hmm. A lot of I people did, don't I, know that. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, Do- Donna did because she's, you know, she's obviously up to date with the John Walsh, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. Great the Florida vibe. person in her. Yeah, know. fellow Floridian. I'm very, very up to date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First, I want to hear Angeline's story. I want you to tell us, how did you actually get involved with America's Most Wanted? Well, uh, for a long time, I was a um, crime reporter, right? So before mm-hmm. um, America's Most Wanted, I was a reporter in, in different places throughout the country, right? But I was a crime reporter in Atlanta. And Ooh. I, yeah, yes, uh, I was at the Fox station there in Atlanta for a long time. And I um, had approached the bosses and I said, I wanted to start this local segment called Georgia's Most Wanted. Because at the time, at the local level, we didn't really have anything like that. Um, they have a lot of those across the country now, but at the time they didn't. It was just America's Most Wanted, and it was a much um, different program. So anyway, that ended up, um, I was doing that for a few years, and then ultimately, um, for family reasons, I had to move to Washington, D.C., and I said, I had always said, um, I you know, while other people, when you ask local reporters a lot of times, hey, what's your ultimate dream job, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes people will say, um, I want to be an anchor, or I want to do this, I want to go to the network, or I want to travel internationally. I was kind of weird that way. I always said, I would love to work at America's Most Wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And that seemed like such a far-fetched idea, because I never really thought about pursuing that. 
Um, I always just thought after Atlanta, I'd probably go back home to California and, you know, be a local reporter there and, you know, um, just kind of do that. Actually, um, we do happen to have a position, and it turns out there was a producer leaving America's Most Wanted around the same time that I was arriving. And this is very unusual because there were rarely openings at America's Most Wanted for producers mm-hmm. because people love to work there so much. Um, it, it was a job that people rarely left. So because of family reasons, she left, and I just happened to take her place as the producer. And the region she covered was Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, and South Carolina. So oh, wow. it was a, yeah, it was a great fit for me because already I was coming from Atlanta. And mm-hmm. so that just happened. And then I quickly, um, one thing led to another, and I quickly became, I was hired as a producer, and um, at some point, um, I became a correspondent and did both. So I did that all the way up until the show was canceled in 2011. Um, and it really was one of the most unique, most rewarding, just amazing jobs I've ever had. Um, it was such an honor to work with law enforcement in that capacity where they really saw us as their partners out mm-hmm. there um, and, and to be able to support families and really do more in that capacity and help them. Because as a local news reporter, I would, you know, talk to families um, a lot, but you could only do so much, right? Yeah. And and then when Georgia's Most Wanted came along, I could do a little bit more in giving them more time and telling their stories, and I would be able to spend more time with them. But that was still limited. But when I came to America's Most Wanted, there it was just a different ball game, and um, it was it was really really rewarding. And to this day, I keep in touch with a lot of families that um, I've worked with over the years from the Atlanta area and most certainly through stories I've done at America's Most Wanted. And so that's the, the same. It continues here um, at NCMEC. Um, I, I just, it's, it's nice to be able to do more than just tell their story, but actually work with them and be able to support them and give them a different dimension and let them know that, you know, there are people that care about them and, and, we can try and get them the help that they need. I think you relay that. And I think that when you tell their stories, you know, like on Life PDA, we can see your empathy. It, you do relay yeah. that very well, that you care about these families. Oh, I, well, I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's, I just feel like it's such a privilege to be able to be the one that, that, is able to tell their story. I mean, on Live PD, those are really quick ones. You know, we're, yeah. we have a, you know, there's, uh, while I am, am the face on Live PD, there's a lot of people behind the scenes here that help make that happen. I have an amazing team. Um, and then when a and child it, is found, it's just so rewarding. I mean, what, weren't you just flipping out when the little girl was found that had, that you did the story on? That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Mariah? Yes. Yeah, Mariah. Yeah, yeah. she, um, it's hard to describe. People ask me that. And as a matter of fact, with Tom, just last weekend, we did a, an Instagram live and 
before the show started, and he that was one of the questions, and he said, you know, what is it like when, when a child is recovered? It's really hard to describe. It's like, I can tell you it's like out of this world, but that is just, it still is not enough to describe it because, I mean, as many times as it happens, each time it's still unbelievable um, because that's everything we're hoping for. That's everything we're working for. And then to have it really happen, I mean, you know. It's amazing. It's, it, it's, a, it's amazing and it's emotional and it's, mm-hmm. I just, I have tears in my eyes thinking about it. I think we were all that way. I think that when we, I think we were all very invested in it. And I think that when we heard the news, I certainly got emotional. I was crying. I thought it was, it was just unreal. And, you know, so. Oh, I I was just going to say like the whole time, you know, all the live PD fans retweeted and shared that post from you guys. And, you know, just, just to, just, just to get the more eyes that see it, the, bigger the chance of finding her or, or maybe getting one little clue that could lead to something else, you know? So I just, right. I, I love that everyone's just so willing to retweet that or post it or comment or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, Live PD Nation the, pretty much rocks. Yeah. Live PD Nation is amazing. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like this. The I, I just, <laughs> It has really changed everything for us here. Um, the support is is overwhelming. Um, you know, I, I feel it's hard to describe too. You know what it's like on Twitter when we're live tweeting um, to somebody who's not on Twitter because there are you know there's an outside world, right? People who don't who don't tweet. There's people who don't watch live PD. There's people who who don't tweet with us. And so to try and describe that frenetic um, pace is is a little tough. But once you understand it and and really get into it, I mean, I just we are so grateful to Live PD Nation. Everybody that retweets and just like takes a look at the picture of of any missing child because that's all we ask for is for somebody to just spend a few seconds just to look, look at that picture because that's all it takes, you know? And yeah. then what they're doing is they're not only taking a few seconds to, to look at that picture, but they are sharing it. And then, um, I don't know. I just feel like it's really, I don't know. And, and then when a child's recovered because of that, mm-hmm. uh, wow. It's pretty amazing. That's how we feel. We feel the same way. I mean, we, we yeah. feel just when we see that, it's just amazing. And it just, um, it's, it's, and I, 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 we I have the same problem, like trying to explain live PD to people and trying to explain yeah. the community. They, they, people don't understand it. No, but they don't. They don't. It is, it, it, it's very, a very loyal community and a very excited community and whatever. And these are all people that would give you the shirt off their back, every single person. So very dedicated. Yeah. Very dedicated and very driven. And that's why for the National Center, I mean, it's like we have this whole new audience that's supporting our mission. They're on board with us. And that's, I mean, the live PD 
uh, you know, the viewership, we're in the millions now on Fridays and Saturday nights. Yeah. Now, maybe not all of those millions are on Twitter and into social media, but it, a lot of them are. And those that are, it's just out of this world, really. I mean, I compare it to when we're at America's Most Wanted, people used to ask, what's it like when a fugitive is caught, you know, that was aired on America's Most Wanted? And we used to, um, at America's Most Wanted, we had a bell. Um, that we would mm -hmm. ring when a fugitive was caught. And we were very, very selective in terms of what we would call it a direct result. And that was, um, we wanted to be clear that if a fugitive was caught, um, we got all the details and made sure that we could directly attribute, it, attribute that um, arrest. We could tie that back to the show. We would, you know, sometimes it would take a couple of days, a couple of days to, figure out those details and, and, and track that back to see how that fugitive was caught, how that information, you know, came in. Um, sometimes it would take more than a week. Sometimes you, you don't know at all. So we would be very careful to count those. And so the direct result captures, um, I want to say it was more than 1,600 over those years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And um, I want to say there were more than 60 children 60 missing children, more or less, that were found through America's wow. Most Wanted. So those numbers are astounding, really. Mm -hmm. um, and we would ring the bell, and people would cheer and high-five. And, you know, depending on the case, sometimes we're crying, and, you know, we'd go down and celebrate. Yeah. You know, there's a, you know, say cheers to each other. Because we definitely were invested in all of that. And I just think back to if, we had the Twitter audience we do now today for America's Most Wanted back then, how amazing that would be, you know? Mm -hmm. It would, because um, people want to help. They they are interested and they want to get involved. Um, so it's really great that they could do that with Live PD. Not only are they, you know, they're having fun watching the show, but when the missing segment comes on, they're into it. Um, yeah. So I love to hear from people on Twitter. I love to hear when they, you know, have questions. I do my best to answer their questions. Um, and people have um, tweeted directly with their suggestions about different cases. And so, you know, our team looks at that and, and we try to get those, those children on as quickly as possible. Sometimes right. people um, ask us, you know, about certain, certain cases and you know, we try to give attention to cases that may not already be getting the publicity out there. So we get that question a lot, too. How do cases um, get on live PD, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's a factor. That's one of the factors. You know, if a case is already getting a lot of publicity in the media, you know, maybe that case doesn't need our attention. Um, maybe... There's so many missing kids out there. Maybe we, Live PD, maybe we, Nick Mick, can give the Live PD viewers a case that hasn't had media attention before, like right. the one from last weekend. Yeah. That was so sad to me that she had not gotten any media attention. That just made me so sad. I know. I know. But and I think it's important to bring that up because viewers do, um, that resonates with them. And I did get some feedback from, from viewers about that. Right. So, 
one of the questions I have for you is what is it mostly, I mean, okay. So when, when a child goes missing and it's been, when you guys get involved and is it mostly children that are missing from like strangers or is it like maybe a non-custodial parent or running away? Do you differentiate when, when you guys get involved? We do differentiate. Um, and I think what people don't realize is the highest number um, of missing kids, it, the highest percentage is runaways, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's um, family abductions. The stranger abductions, are that's very, very small. That's like, okay. you know, less than, you know, a few percent out of right. the, the total number. So, um, but here's what I want to remind people. Runaways, I think when, when we hear the term runaway, sometimes people don't take that seriously because they have this vision, oh, so-and-so got mad at her dad and she, she ran away and she'll be back a couple days later. Or, so, you know, so-and-so ran away from home because he got in trouble for blah, 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 and he'll be back. That's not always the case. Right. So, you know, there's uh, runaways, you have to remember sometimes there's a reason they're running away, right? Mm-hmm. So there's something happening in the home or wherever they are, they're running from that. Then there's the, where are they going? What are they running to, right? So, mm-hmm. and the danger can be on either end. And so either way, the misconception is that runaways are, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, they're just teenagers and they'll be back. Actually, you know, a runaway situation can quickly turn, it may start as a runaway situation, but it can turn into an abduction while they're out there on the streets. Right. Um, so those are very serious cases. And what happens is because they're runaways, sometimes the media does not always give those cases coverage because of these preconceived notions. Yeah. Um, so... That is why cases like Tiffany White's, who we profiled last weekend, sometimes those don't get media attention. Um, so we feel like, to us, whether, it doesn't matter what the reason is, whether they're runaways, whether a family, you know, a father and the mother are in the middle of some custody dispute, or whether it's a stranger and it's some high-profile kidnapping. These are all children, right. and these are all high-priority cases to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we should all care about missing children, mm-hmm. no matter what. And these are parents who don't know where their child is. Can you just imagine? I mean, I, that's why I keep putting myself in these parent in the parent's shoes and thinking it doesn't, it doesn't matter because as matter. a parent, when you don't know where your child is, can you, it's just gut wrenching and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter the circumstance. It doesn't matter the circumstance. And so, um, for us, you know, we just do try to do our best to get the word out about every missing child. Yes, we understand that the media is attracted to certain cases. Yes, we understand there are lots of factors involved um, with, you know, it, it, in, in the background of these cases. But so that's our challenge at the National Center, to try and get the most attention for every single child. 
Um, so whether it's missing children's day or whether it's a child's, you know, um, you know, a, a particular, their birthday or whatever, because, you know, sometimes these missing, you know, cases after a couple of days, the child is found great. Sometimes it's six months later and they're not. Sometimes it's six years later. And you all know the cases. You've heard of them. Elizabeth Smart, you know, uh, J.C. Dugard. I mean, the women in Cleveland. I mean, it does not matter. So those cases tell us that you always have to keep searching because just because that child is still missing after a certain amount of time doesn't mean that that child isn't out there. Those those cases, J.C. Dugard, I want to say she was gone for 18 years. If her mother would have given up, if the center would have given up, she could still be in that backyard there. You know what I mean? Like uh, um, Elizabeth Smart, that was a direct result of um, her, um, you know, we we featured her story on America's Most Wanted once again, and she was found nine months later. Um, And that was because Elizabeth Smart's sister had remembered what the abductor looked like and had put together a, there, there was a sketch and America's most wanted put, did a story, uh, did a show about that sketch and, and did more background. And, um, one thing led to another and she was found. So. Right. A viewer recognized him, right? Didn't a viewer recognize him or something like that? She in was that told, they were, they were ultimately pulled over in a traffic stop, right, um, right, but right. that case, yeah, but that case got so much media attention near the end um, because of America's Most Wanted and because that sketch got out. Um, like I said, there's so many factors that go into everything, and it's not always cut and dry. It's not always like you know uh, we show the picture and then the the child is found right away. Sometimes a, a, chi- a picture is found and the child. Uh, sorry, sometimes a picture is shown and, the, and that stays in a person's mind. And um, maybe the recovery doesn't happen for a few days later or a few months later. But that circles back to what I was saying before, is taking a few seconds to look at the photo, that image. Um, and now these days, with the help of pictures, um, our cell phones, you know, being able to take uh, pictures right away, we have more pictures than ever before of of children. Um, it didn't used to be like that, you know. Yeah. We always used to we used to have a hard time with that. Now everybody's got a cell phone and everybody's got a picture, and now people have video, and so uh, things are working in our favor. But really, it comes down to people getting involved. Mm-hmm. So, again, kudos to Live PD Nation because they're making a difference. I don't know if you heard um, last Friday when um, Dan asked how many children have been found um, with the help of Live PD. And I said six. And that's mm-hmm. a huge number considering we've right. only been doing this since last fall. You yeah. Know? Um, that is huge. Really we only we partnered up with them in mid late October. So to have and then you know they've been off the air here and there. So mm-hmm. to have six, I mean that's pretty much averaging once a, one child a month. That's huge. That is big. I didn't even know it was that high. That's amazing. Because you weren't listening to the show on Friday. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> 
You know, I ha- I have an I have an interesting little side note out here. Um, I ran away once. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. I'm, I'm being completely serious. I was five years old. Five? <laughs> yes. My mother. My mother told me. I don't remember exactly what it was I wanted, but I threw a temper tantrum because she told me no. And I went and I got my little suitcase, you know, the kind that you take to your grandparents for the weekend. And I filled it. Mine was a little bigger because I remember I got all of my stuffed animals in there, my pillow. And I must have put like 30 cans of chicken noodle soup in my suitcase. And I was dragging it out the front door and down the steps going to the road. And I remember my mom was just standing on the front porch watching me. And she's like, what are you doing? And I told her, I'm running away. Mm-hmm. I got to the next door neighbor's house before I gave up because my suitcase was just too heavy. Okay. And just to clarify, when Kayla is told no, she still does this. <laughs> no. She still does this when she's told no. So, <laughs> no, I do you know. not. I don't she run does. away with a suitcase full of chicken noodle soup. I mean, you do the adult version of that. Whatever the adult version of that is, like the temper tantrum and all that. She still does that when anybody tells her no. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not the, that. Don't listen to her, Angeline. It's not that bad. <laughs> Five years old. Five years old. I mean, hey, you know. And, Let's get your mom on the phone. I want to talk to her. Yeah, she still <laughs> likes. To, she still likes to remind me of that little stunt every now and then. You know, right up there with I was in labor with you for forty-eight hours. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like how do you yeah. respond to that like i like i, I had all over that <laughs> mothers always want to bring up labor you know yeah yeah i brought you into this world you know i yeah i, I brought you into this world and i can easily take you out of it <laughs> <laughs> right yeah oh my word southern mothers man i tell you they're <laughs> they're rare wow. I know it's crazy. So uh, I, I want to get some dirt on Tom Morris Jr. You know he's going to be our guest next week. He's our he guest is. next week. Isn't that exciting? I love that. I love that. Tom yeah. I, I need to. I, we need to get. We need to get something to keep him. You know, to like to just keep him on his toes. You know, because he kind of seems kind of like perfect in every way. He can cook. Right. He yep. likes the arts. He's on, you yep. know, live PD. He's a great co-host. He's a former, you know, DC, you know, law enforcement, you know, whatever. He's kind of like a jack of all trades. And mm-hmm. it's like, wait a minute. No, he's got, he's got to have an Achilles heel. And I want to know what it is. <laughs> huh. <laughs> you know, like something that just like drives him just absolutely batty. That we could just accidentally just kind of like blah, 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 out of our mouth, and he'll be like, "Oh, oh, okay." <laughs> well, you know, really, with Tom, the beauty is what you see is what you get. Tom is, you know, pretty much real, um, and it's just uh, what can I say? He is, you know, a family man. He just loves his family. He loves being on Live PD. He loves Live PD Nation. He's a happy camper. He's grateful for everything. And he is 
so humble about it all. And he truly, truly, you know, he was um, with America's Most Wanted for 20 years. Right. Um, He has seen a lot. He's seen a lot. um, And he is much better than me in terms of, I mean, he, if you quiz him, if you ask him about cases he's worked on and, and things that have touched him, um, you know, tough case, because it, I don't think what a lot of people don't realize is we get so close to law enforcement and families that it, it becomes a part of us when we're working on these cases, right? Mm-hmm. So it would really impact him in that way, too. Um, I mean, I'm pretty emotional, you know, I, it doesn't take a lot to, to get me worked up, but, um, I can say he can get emotional too, talking about certain things, um, because it, it can be tough and it really, really meant a lot to him when, um, you know, he could bring some kind of, he could help get answers for families yeah. that we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see his eyes light up when he talks about cases and, and working with families and law enforcement today. You'll you'll see. He he really so, for, so pretty much he's an angel, and we're not going to have anything. <laughs> that's I mean, what, that's I, what I'm hearing. Okay, well, well then, well then, I, let's I have, move on to the next one. Did you kick sticks out of his seat on Friday or Saturday? No, Friday. Did you kick stick, sticks out of his seat? Did you tell him, you, go over there in the corner and sit for a minute. Let me have the spotlight. Get out of my chair, first sticks. Of all, first of all, I have nothing but love for Tom. You know, he's, he's awesome. Second of all, sticks. Nobody's kicking sticks out of anywhere. Trust me. <laughs> um, he could not have been more kind. Um, and I was just you know, going where they told me, <laughs> I was like, whoa. And, um, yeah, you know, that's did where he, the director told me to sit. And I think he went and, you know, well, did you, a- were you, were you, um, swayed at all by his muscles or his you know, <laughs> beautiful eyes? Because that's what his fans, they always talk You're about. Great. His we always read this stuff about sticks and, and she and I are just like, Oh my goodness, girl, calm down. All these I'm ladies mean, just throwing themselves at him. I'm immune. Well, to, I'm, immune to, I'm immune to his sexiness. <laughs> you are. I am. I really am. Well, me you know, <laughs> for me, uh, you know, really what is, so um, appealing about all of them. Tom, Sticks, Dan Abrams is just, they're such nice people. And they were so welcoming to me. And it just, you know how it is when somebody's nice to you? Because that can quickly turn around. You you, you meet, I'm sure you guys meet beautiful people all, all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And a beautiful person can quickly turn into an ugly person if they're not truly beautiful on the inside. Amen That's to cool. that. Yes. yes. Amen I, to that. So, right? Yep. So, mm-hmm. so for me, for me um, you know, and as you know, like I said, I, I there's nothing bad I can say about Tom. He is truly beautiful inside and out. But it was my first time meeting Sticks and Dan Abrams. And they could not have been more, I mean, they were such gentlemen and were so welcoming. All of Live PD, they were so hospitable. And just, um, 
made me feel at home. And it was a very, very nice experience. I, I just had the best time. Um, and it can be very intimidating, you know? I mean, as much as I've been in studios and um, uh, around, you know, the lights and lots of TV people, it's just, it was still a new environment. I still, you know, was still doing it for the first time. And they were fabulous. Everybody, everybody all the way around. Were, did Now, did you get a little flustered around Dan Abrams? Because I will say this, mm-hmm. out of the three of them, I think I would be stuttering the most with Dan because I find his brain very appealing. Like mm-hmm. he's smart. And that is a, that mm-hmm. is very attractive to me. <laughs> and, um, Kayla's all about uh, the crushes. You can tell Kayla gets crushes on everybody. So she's I do. all I, about I really the crushes. Do. That's okay, I mean, you know. My, my 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 husband sometimes he just doesn't he just he doesn't even shake his head anymore. He just I think he's given up at this point. <laughs> to answer your question, I can say that for Dan, um, he is definitely the quarterback of the show. Um, he is dealing with a lot. It is you know there's a lot happening at, at once. It's a live show, um, and everything is is coming at him from all directions and it's amazing to me I mean he can be funny he's you know comes up with these one-liners and the guys they come up with their comments and they're having a good time you know the time is limited too because they're under high you know a lot of pressure to go you know to the left to the right diagonal whatever you know um so it's it's nice to see that they could still, you know, interject their comments. And it's nice to see their camaraderie, because I think that does come across. And I think oh, it's it more than that, that chemistry between the three of them. Um, Amy has found the right mix for live PD, because that chemistry yeah, comes works. across on the screen. And it also, you know, it gives a platform for law enforcement um, to be able to show you know, what happens out in the field, what happens, you know, every day while they're out there on the streets, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think, you know, people want what's real. So do you, they have, have, do you have a go- favorite department? You can, you can just tell us. It's just between us three. She's not going to tell us this. No, it's just between the three of us. Just tell us which department's your favorite. Or if you don't have a favorite department, who's your favorite officer on the show? And it can't be Tom. I'm sorry. I got to draw the line somewhere. Or Sticks. It can't be Sticks either. (laughs) (laughs) So it has to be Dan? Because it can't be Sticks or Tom. It's got to be Dan then is what you're saying. No, no, but Tom, Dan's not, Dan is not an officer of the law. He he is legal. Yeah, I, I want to know who your favorite department. Do you have a favorite officer on Live PD? No, I don't. Because actually, to be honest, I watch and I don't know all of their names. So I know their faces and I know the personalities, but I don't like you know like officers and Tejas. That's easy because I know exactly which one she is. But I don't always know. It's just like how I'm bad at music lyrics like I know the song but I don't actually know the name of the song or the movies like I I know what happened in the movie but I don't really know the title of the movie like I'm really bad at stuff like that so I may know the officer's face but I don't necessarily know that is he with El Paso or Green County or you know I don't know I have the same problem Kayla always has to keep me straight on this so I relate I had the same exact issue so what I'm hearing telling me what I'm hearing hearing is the favorite ones are the are the ones that follow me on Twitter how about that Nobody oh, no, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> what, what, I can't get it. Dramatic with all of her answers, Kayla. You're not going to pin her down. No. She's a Wait, professional. No, no I'm saying no. I just want to let her know that what I'm hearing, because you know I speak between the lines, and that's <sighs> a, that's a that's a difficult language to master, and I speak it. And what I am hearing from Angeline is Sergeant Denver Leverett is her favorite officer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your favorite, Kayla? Um, actually, yes. Yeah. Between, between him and Sergeant, the new one from Warwick, Sergeant, um, Curly, also known as Sergeant Yummy Pants. Um, yeah, that's his nickname at the department, which we're going to get to the bottom of that because he's coming on the show too. So I'm really excited about that one. And also I'm into the dogs of life PD because, um, Donna, um, Mm -hmm. as you know, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I tweeted you a while back, um, when your puppy passed away and I know it's only been a couple of months, so still sending, you know, thoughts there, but, um, I, I used to have a German shepherd and that, uh, puppy was just an amazing, um, his, his, both of his parents were police dogs. And so, oh, wow. yeah, he was really a, a special, special dog. And we haven't gotten a new dog since then. But I am partial to the canines of Live PD. And mm-hmm. so I know them more than I know the officers is my well, point. Well, you know, th- then it's, it's funny that you say that because Sergeant Denver Leverett is a canine handler. And he has a canine called Flex. Flex. He's a Dutch shepherd and he is phenomenal. So again, I speak between the line and I specifically heard you say Sergeant Denver Leverett and Canine Flex <laughs> are your favorite on the show. Well, there was one episode and I wonder if it was him. There was um, a chase and they, um, then, uh, then there was like the crime of the week or a follow-up. That, that was Shep. Okay, that was, yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. You know what, yeah, hey, um, Deputy Carmack and Canine Shep are an acceptable second place. But he okay. lost the dog for a minute. Are you talking about the one where the dog ran around the corner and he couldn't see his dog and it was the crime That's of the week? Yeah. That's how you that know exactly what it's like, you know, when I say, and that song, and then somebody says that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I too episode, love Canine. So I knew immediately. And and he yeah. did such a good job when he, you know, he brought the dog on the, you know, he was sitting there and Tom did the interview and the dog was sitting there. Deputy Carmack. Yes, that's the one. See? Yep. Yeah. I like to refer to him as a uh, deputy cutie, McCutie cute. Oh, <laughs> she kills me. Wow. Look, I, I, I've already, I've already said that live PD is specifically having the department's pick their eye candy to put on the lineup. I know it's happening. I know it. I have proof. And it's because that lineup keeps getting more and more attractive with every week. Are you saying that? uh, What do you mean? You don't think that all officers across the country (laughs) look like that? (laughs) Look, no, I don't. No, I don't. Trust me. I don't think that all officers look like that. So no, I feel like okay. If you say so, go ahead. They they are putting because you see these women going nuts. Like I mean, they are. A woman actually said this weekend on Live PD. She tweeted 
that when she saw a picture of officer or no Sergeant <laughs> Curly, aka Sergeant Yummy Pants, she tweeted out that her ovaries exploded. Oh gosh, I, Kayla, I cannot. That is what I she can't. I just can't. I can't. I gotta get on Twitter. How can I miss all the good stuff on Twitter? Look, because why can't I search? I wish I could search "ovaries exploded" and see the tweet. Can I do that? No. Yes, you probably can. You no. There's no search like that. (laughs) I think if you put "exploding ovaries" or "exploded ovaries," it might. Oh, good lord. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So but that's, your point but that's is that my you think is, that they're that casting. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I think. But it's here's like, the thing. Okay. But here's the thing. You know, it, they are. These are real police officers. Oh yeah. yeah. These are oh, real yeah. deputies. So well, I, I agree. I agree with that. But hello, let me just give you some examples. Sarge, I mean uh, Sheriff Lamb. But Come wait, are you? I just want to be clear. I want to be clear. Are you complaining that everybody's no. Oh, she no. like she's you like it, right? It's all I, good. Yeah. She Love sounds it. like I, she's complaining, but she's no, not I'm complaining. Not, trust no, me I'm at not, all. She's just, she's just saying she's on to them. She knows I'm, that I'm it's just natural. Yes. Because they want to keep us happy. And how are you going to keep a lot of 35, 55-year-old okay, women happy? But then I'm putting a bunch of eye candy up there for us to drool over every week. Okay, so be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Bunch of Randy Broads watching Live PD. Don't worry, be happy. Hashtag thank you, Live PD, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Aiden. Just like like the show because we like the action. So there's that too. There's that too. Yeah. 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 This There's is that fun. I know. Is, we should, you know what? We really should do this over real life cocktails one day. Well, I don't know why, why we're not. It's five o'clock somewhere. You know, if you I, ever come I through with Florida, that. you'll have to let me know. I'll meet you for drinks if you ever come through Florida. Or if you're ever back in Nashville. I know. That's just yes. going to jump up the freeway. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like when you when you guys, you know, when you have another big success story, like when we find another one of the missing children, you know, and you just oh, want to come on for a minute and just be like, woohoo, we found another one, you know, hey, we can do that. I would love that. Hopefully we'll find Tiffany White. Oh, yes. I know. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. I, really I mean, I think that would be, yeah, I, I just. She's out there, and I, I just know that we can find her. You know, sometimes you get a feeling about yeah. a particular um, child, a particular case. You know the circumstances. So she's out there. I mean, it's just like Mariah. Tom and I had talked, you know, behind the scenes, and he said he had a feeling about her, and I did too. And sure enough, I mean, that was amazing, Mariah. I mean, mm-hmm. Friday night she was aired, and Saturday somebody called in. That's amazing. amazing. Yeah, that's pretty. How old is um, Tiffany? Is she 14, 15? How old is she? 15. She's 15. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I tweeted it, I said she has had no press. So people Mm -hmm. really need to pay attention. I hope they are paying attention. We'll retweet it again. Yeah, that would be great. 
But anyway, I just want to say, like, you guys are doing a great job because you're, like I said, you're giving people the long version of um, and more, like yet another dimension to live PD. Because all I hear on Twitter, all I see is like, we want more. We want, you know, it's only Friday night yeah. and Saturday night. And I'm not going to bring up Donna, the very sensitive subject of the other day when the show was only a couple <laughs> of hours. Because I know that's uh. sensitive. But anyway, you don't have to read uh. the song. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, they are, re- they want more and more and more. And you guys are actually, you know, having, letting them have more. You're giving a whole nother dimension to it. And it's just in, in a fun way. And sometimes people can tune in and just hear you, you know, chit chat. And sometimes, I mean, I think, especially like you said, with women, they just like to chit chat, right? Mm-hmm. So, Kitchen table talk. Yeah, they like that. I mean, especially they like to hear the randomness. I mean, the other day, I mean, women can relate. We were, who, wh- let's not even talk about the bra situation, okay? When you <laughs> talk about the road, that was Warwick, right? I mean, every woman can relate. Who, how did you put it? Was it you, Donna, who said, like, when the bra comes off, it's no, like being released me. from prison, okay? That, that it's that not was me. That was me. Yes, because I, Donna, Donna, won't, Donna will put the bra back on. Me, no. I am, I am blessed. I'll just use that term. I am blessed. So once that bra comes off for the day, it's not going back on. <laughs> no, I'm not going out for dinner. I'm not going out for cocktails. <laughs> I am sending you, my happy patootie here at the house, and I am going to enjoy my freedom. Yes, because you've been released from jail, right? <laughs> I've been re- I've been released from jail. Donna, on yeah. the other hand, she's gonna she's gonna throw on her lipstick and she's gonna put on a bra. That's, That's what right. Donna's gonna do. <laughs> That's right. I I think I'm somewhere in between. I definitely would not, you know. <laughs> I, I'm leaning more like I I don't I don't think I'm putting lipstick on and I'm, I'm but I definitely would put a shirt on over if I'm not going to put the bra back on. I mean, See, that's what I said. I, I said I would put another shirt on and not just be in a thin white t-shirt unless that's how you want to roll. Nothing wrong with that. You're in the comfort of your own home, but. You but know. think about it this way. If you live in a town like Warwick, which is a small town and my PD is filming in your town. So everybody knows, and you've called 911. <laughs> Are you really going to risk it? Or are you going to run and go put a bra on real quick? Look, your neighbors already know you'd run around braless anyway, okay? After 5 o'clock, that bra comes off. They already know it. They know you're sitting at the bar having a cocktail, free hanging, girl. That's all. They know that already. Well, you know what? The thing is, some women like to go that way. You know? To each their own. To each their own. It's just... It was a tragic sight on national television, but hey, to each their own. No, but I mean, for that's your opinion. You know, some women and men, I mean, they like that. So, hey, you know, everybody, like you say, to each their own. So, for me, I would have thrown on a shirt or put the bra back on. <laughs> Before I picked up the phone, I'm not calling 911 because they might absolutely. get some than I know. See, yeah, absolutely. They might, yeah, they might get there a little quicker than they would to Donna's neck of the woods because <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> she almost died waiting on the uh, the you know volunteer fire department that wasn't even open. <laughs> yeah. It's true. True story. Wow. wow. Speaking of fire departments, don't you guys watch the show? And I'm always like, how come there's no fire department? Like, why is that fire out of control? 
when you're watching live PD. Seems like there's a lot of out of control fighters, right? That's because, because it's in the, the desert. desert. They don't have- Mm. Those are in the desert, so they can't get, they they don't, I I said the same thing, where's the volunteer fire department, but I guess they don't even have that. Well, here's the thing, if you're going to live out in the middle of the desert like that, I think that a certain level of, um, you know, self-sufficiency should be required. Like if you have a fire, you're going to know how to put it out. Like, you know, it's going to take 45 minutes for emergency resources to to reach you. So you need to kind of be prepared. But thankfully that house was empty and her neighbors were trying to help her keep her house. So, you know, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, but yeah, out there in the middle of the desert. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, ladies, I want to know, let's move on. I know you're okay. trying to wrap up this podcast, but Kayla, I would like to know what's in your refrigerator right now. Uh, what's in my refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's funny that you should ask. Because one of my good friends just tried to read me the other day for being wasteful. And I pride myself on not being wasteful. But after they called me out, it was apparent that I am. So in my refrigerator right now, I have (laughs) a bag of dog food. (laughs) a A pitcher of sweet tea, a pitcher of lemonade, some ricotta cheese. Pickles and a cucumber. Good Lord. <laughs> and but we won't we won't mention the alcohol, but there is alcohol in there too. <laughs> well, that is just sad. <laughs> what do you mean it's oh wait, 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 and miracle whip, Donna's favorite. Ugh. <laughs> miracle whip. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Donna. I'm not going to ask well, you there's, the I question. can't possibly name everything in my refrigerator nope, because I don't want we that. live in the middle of nowhere. So, so do you go shopping all at once and bring home everything and stock up? Yeah. I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have and then, to. So do you go out shopping like once a week or once every couple of weeks? and then Once a week. I go shopping mm-hmm. once a week and I cook every night. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Well... You have to, or you don't eat. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun, Angeline. I'm so glad that you um, agreed to do yeah. this. I would love to come on any on our next recovery because we're going to have one. I will call you guys, and we can talk about it here first. How about that? Yes, wonderful. That oh, like great! Fun. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. You guys are just really doing a great service to Live PD Nation and all of the Live PD Nation who cannot get enough. They're getting it from you guys. Aww, <laughs> How about they're that? Definitely, they're definitely so. getting some laughs at our expense, at our expense usually, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they are getting something. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll keep up the great work. And I think it's great to, you know, give even more exposure to the officers and, um, I'm looking forward to listening and um, hearing about all the other, you know, I I should figure out their names. Yeah, that might help. You know, they put out, they put out this great tool. They put out this great tool on Friday and Saturday nights around (laughs) 6 PM and it's called the live PD lineup. And it not only has the officer's pictures, it has their name. I know, but I can't look at that. (laughs) She's busy. She has more of a life than we do. Oh, that's not that's it. <laughs> she's finding missing kids. That you know, she's. I know well, you get a pass, but that is a tool I thought you should know about that is made. You know, 
for Lipini Nation to see how they can make their, you know, little fantasy league picks and stuff. I know that's not the real reason it's put out, but that's what we use it for. <laughs> well, you're right. Maybe I should look at that and then I could figure out who's who. Mm-hmm. Then I could be a real I could be a real life PD fan and know like who's who from what department and what and just, instead of just like winging it. There you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. See, I could be sort of you know what? We could come up with a live PD quiz, like a trivia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should, start, we should start a live PD trivia. And then, yeah, I, we're coming up with That'd some ideas, fun. ladies. You know? That would be fun. And just think, it all started with the T word. Just think. Exactly. Again, <laughs> not to be confused with Nat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever say that. Don't ever use that word. Don't ever say that ever. I'm just so glad I Googled it. (laughs) I am too. Ladies, it's been a blast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And I just want to say thank you to Live PD Nation for all of their support for missing kids and everything they are doing. They've embraced our mission and we are so, so grateful. No, thank you for bringing it to our attention. It's important. Yeah, we'll keep pushing it out there as long as you guys, you know, share your cases with us. We'll do what we can to help. Yeah, anything you need us to do, just let us know. Okay, we'll do, ladies. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. you. All right. All right. Bye. Well, guys, that's the end of this week's podcast. We hope you found it as entertaining as it was for us talking about it. So until next week, remember to always smile. It increases your face value. Bye, y'all.